Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Bastards podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and... <laughs> My name is Michael Basinger. Uh, with me are Matt Polly. Hey there. Brad Polly. Hey, guys. Together, we are the Inglorious Bastards. Did you intentionally do the, the heavy sigh? Yeah. Okay, I wanted to make sure. <sighs> are you, you going to be okay? Yeah, I'll be all right. All right. Announcements. We Matt, don't have Matt had a rough five-hour work day today, so it was more than usual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, not all of us are as fast at our jobs as some other people. So. Uh, oh, is that where? Yeah. Guess where I went today to go clean, clean up, up his mess. mess. No, you didn't, because there was nothing wrong. So. Oh yeah, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> this is gonna go great, guys. <laughs> Here we go. Maybe. Man, that's loud. Hey, hey, what are you drinking? Is that just hey, loud in the evening? Really loud. Just loud. Well, don't turn it down or anything. You want me to or not? It's like a bar fight. Yes. Is that a slap or a whip? It's a punch. That's a punch? It's a very vigorous punch. It's like Mike, Ty- Mike Tyson's punch out? Is that what this room? Mm-hmm. Hey, Matt, what are we drinking? Should I introduce this since well, I bought, bought it? it. Well, no, it's not, turn it's not that down. down. She's not here. Get rid of that God, song. Turn it down. <laughs> All right. I'm officially <laughs> moving it to the retired Jeez, themes. Good Lord. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> we're having more moonshine. Uh, this is... Because uh, it went so well last week. God bless America. I thought it went fine. Yeah, it was all right. You didn't like it? No, I loved it. Yeah. I feel like all of a sudden you're not on board with this podcast. Are you going to be okay? I feel like Matt would rather be anywhere but here right now. What? <laughs> Heavy size. Listen, Matt's got a case of the grumpies tonight. I don't know what happened. You were fine before. Who's got a case of the grumpies? <laughs> Who is it? Who's the boy with the ghost case of the grumpies? Uh, all right. It is. And he, oh, and he sp- spills a beer on the table. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> Matt just quit the podcast. Oh gosh! What are, tell us what we're drinking, Brad. Well, we're having three. Di- Matt cleans up. We're having uh, three different kinds of moonshine tonight. We had two last. Yeah, week. Yeah, why are we doing three? Because it's delicious, Michael. That's why. Okay. Uh, this is the from Sugarland. These are all from Sugarland Shine down in Gatlinburg. That's my favorite man, Sugarland. Ugh, no, just, it just kidding. I yeah. Mean. Uh, this is Mark Rogers American Peach Moonshine. Mark Rogers, as opposed to Chinese peaches, they can go to hell. Yeah. American peach. Georgia peach. Yep. So this is uh, delicious. I've tried all three of these, just so you know. I tried them at the actual distillery. Oh, so, nice. Uh, all of them are fantastic. Scott so. Watkins is coming on the show later. He's a Georgia peach. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this is for him. All right. Here Scott, we go. This is Bottoms for you. up, Scott. All right. Let's wait for Matt. Get your mask cleaned up there, buddy. Hi, guys. Hey. Hi. Matt's back. <laughs> all right. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It's Ooh. delicious. Mm. Need to put that in some tea. Mm. Make a peach tea. See, I'm not a huge peach fan, but that it's is pretty awesome. Freaking delicious. It is. And they don't I don't think they overdid the peach. Like you it's can got still a l- taste moonshine. That one's got a little bit of cough syrup flavor for me. Really? Yeah, just a little I could see that. A little too syrupy. A little too antiseptic for you. I mean I'd drink more, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean we have it. The scissor up. I mean I'd scissor up. I would I would drink it till I die, but you know. Yeah, I'm uh, not. I'm not kicking that bottle out of bed. It's good. 
the next one is uh, apple pie. Ooh. And it's awesome. And it's better than the old smoky brand apple pie, by the way. Do you guys ever see American pie? No. Uh, no. No. You never saw American pie? I've seen parts. It's I've seen parts. Yeah. It's freaking lame. I guess you guys are kind of older than I am. Yeah, more mature. <laughs> well, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that well, far. Something like that. All right. Matt's uh, going to finish all that. We, gonna, sure we don't waste any. We're going to do this. All yep. right. Apple pie, kick it back. Do it. Oh. Woo. No, you don't like mm. that? Yeah, something... Something about it, it is a little cough syrupy. No, I don't Just think a so. Little really. bit. No, I don't think so. I think you're the, out of your fucking mind. Ooh. Oh man, oh, the aftertaste is a little cough syrupy. Yeah. No, you're wrong. Well, no, that's my opinion. It's not wrong. It's oh, just yeah, your opinion. It's your wrong it's a, opinion. Well, it's two to two to one. You're wrong, Ben. Anyway, uh, next this one you guys are gonna love. I I don't hate that one. That would be better with ice cream. I think we say ice that about cream. Apple pie and ice cream? You ever had warm apple pie and ice well, cream? Well, yeah, but I mean, I mean, I guess you could put that over ice cream, like a float. Yeah. I'm not sure you want to make a float out of well, 25% just a small, alcohol. a small scoop of ice cream. <laughs> it's a very tiny... I'm, wa- I'm warm. This one is... I'm, uh, um, hazelnut... Uh, you do that? Mark and Diggers. Digger? Di- Never mind. Hazelnut uh, rum? Mm-hmm. It, it, you're going to... Pie like rum, pum, pum, pum. I mean, just smell that. Just smell that. I don't know if I can anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This one's going to be great. Uh, I'm trying to think of what the, this would be really great mixed in with root beer as well. Oh, so I'm going to get root beer for next week. Yeah. Make like a hazelnut root beer. Yeah. You won't be here. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. I won't be here next well, week. We've got plenty. I don't think we're going to kill a whole I'm going to go ahead and just quit the podcast <laughs> at the end of this. So fuck you guys. I'm done. <laughs> All right. Ready? Well, it had to be one of us. Let's do it. Right. Yep. I'm not used to the banging of the table. Mm. Wow. Yep. That's like... Uh, it's killer. Oh. Yeah, right? That's got a toastiness to it. Like, yeah. Ooh. Man, that is... Job, Job's not on board. That is some Ooh. nutty goodness right it there. Really I feel good. that deep in my loins. Oh. Job's not on board. <laughs> I get a little bit of a buttered popcorn flavor on that. Well, I mean, it's. I think that's sort of the hazelnut... Like vibe to it, Ooh. man. That's man. awesome. That's that's the best one by far. That's the best one of all. You you like that better than the butterscotch? Oh, I forgot about the butterscotch. Butterscotch was my favorite. You know what my favorite is? I like, honestly, my favorite is just the regular moonshine. I love that shit. There's something about it. Well, it is because it, like this stuff is just like candy. Basically, it is. that it is. is like that's straight up that's just, like fuel. Yeah. We just did three shots, like not even like half shots. That was three hearty. I know, shots I'm not even feeling shine. anything. Yeah, we probably will in a minute. Well, I am. You know <laughs> yeah. what, guys? Scott, Scott's gonna come on and be like, "Hey, buddy." You know what? You know, I was gonna play. I was gonna play "Cat Scratch Fever" by Ted Nugent, and you fucking ruined it. Oh man, I believe I can play. Dude, he's that's a, fu- a great riff, man. That is a great guitar <laughs> riff. I know he's just fucking batshit, yeah. but that is a great guitar riff. This album fucking this album fucking rules on vinyl, by the way. What's the Ooh, album? Bet. Cat Scratch Fever. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. yeah. It's got Wang Dang, Sweet Poontang on it. Of course it, it is. Did Cat Stevens write that? 
Yeah, yeah, Cat Stevens cool. wrote Wang Dang Sweet Poon Dang. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> no. I knew he did. Did Cat Stevens write that? All right. Oh uh, if you, uh, this, this round is on the Pastors Pub. Uh, if you'd like to buy us around, go to patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast. Ooh, I'm warm. Yeah. We offer it's, exclusive uh, episodes I'm of Pastors air down to like Church. 30. Pub crawl, turd talk, hymns of reconstruction, special music. But I'm like warm from the inside out. <laughs> yeah, I really am. At any level, you can access the Pastors Pub. It's a closed Facebook group where we talk about life, spirituality, and just about everything else. Also, we have uh, Matt's new new yeah. series that yeah. just dropped. And five dollars to get you into the Pastors Putch. Yeah, Pastors Putch. <laughs> at at uh, nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine, you'll be you named the, a power turd. Get you into the Pastors Gooch. Yeah, you'll you'll be. <laughs> Why do you have to keep using that word? That's what you said last week. Well, it's because you used it every three seconds. It's a fun word. God. You know, the official title of the, of the almost we 10 had an, grand club We had an actual rocket scientist in here, and you couldn't stop saying the word gooch. Gooch. Yeah. I don't think Ron minds. Well, yeah. He might. No, he doesn't. Well, <laughs> he, he's married to Andy. He'll be fine. He might. Yeah. He might. <laughs> All right. Things discussed in the pub this week. Turd wedding. Coming up. Coming There's up. A turd wedding this weekend. Turd wedding. I am People. having dinner tomorrow night with the bride and groom. Nobody oh, cares. Tomorrow night? Tomorrow night. Those fuckers. Oh, wait. Tomorrow night? Yes, Thursday Michael. Night? Thursday night. Tomorrow night. Well, goddamn. They told me they weren't going to be in town until no, Friday. No, coming tomorrow. Well, I guess. Same. Mm, <laughs> if everything goes as planned. <laughs> uh, also discussed in the pub, porn. <laughs> Is it just these headphones, or is that That's loud cranked. as fuck? That's yeah. cranked. God, turn yeah. it down. Um, no, that sucks. Sucks. Does it? Yes. Pretty it great. No, it's not. I'm okay with it. No. Play it a little. Play it again. No, Getting jiggy with it. Yeah. I prefer Here Come the Men in Black. That's my favorite. Of course you do. Or the Wild Wild West. Yeah, I'm really, real, of course, really shocked by that. that you would the song like the, was better than the, the movie. The two worst Will Smith songs ever uh, written. Are, is there like an, uh, a ranking of the best Will Smith songs? Yeah, Summertime. Yeah, parents just Summertime is pretty good. Yeah. Fresh Prince is a good one. You have this? How do you have... I have high enough and you really me. YouTube. How, oh, okay. By the way, this song does not hold up well. No, I owned this on tape. Also, it's highly misogynistic. Well, yeah. Like, really, really bad yeah. uh-huh. misogynistic. Imagine that. I was listening to it. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's underage, and he drives a car and goes to fuck a girl, and then he gets, in a, he gets pulled over. All right. Neat. Parents just don't understand. Parents just don't understand. <laughs> Parents just understand I'm trying to get my dick wet. Apparently, that's the uh, also discussing the pub foster parenting, um, getting your dick wet. Apparently, uh, mayonnaise that, ice cream. That might be that and dig her out from ice cube. Yes. Might be the two oh, most disgusting so terms for sexual congress I've <laughs> ever heard. Dig her out. Dig just, her out. Just gr- there could not be a more oh. degrading. Like I got a call from a girl I want to dig out. Oh my god! Oh, 
Oh, man. Also discussing the pub this week. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I said this. Mayonnaise ice cream. No. Um, nope. Yep. Nope. That's disgusting. You would try that? No. I wouldn't try no. that. <laughs> no, it's terrible. What? Tony Bedora said he would try it with a, uh, like, to dip fries in. I kind of, mm, I can no. see, like, Maybe. frosty. Uh, may- Maybe. I'm still a little bit grossed out by it. I don't yeah. do mayonnaise, so. Oh, I do. I do like mayonnaise. Also, vinyl collections, pictures of your turntable, <laughs> but and speaker setup. Total bullshit. Yeah, it is. You got a freaking nine millimeter by his, his bedside. Uh-huh. Okay, sure, Ice. Right, um, go ahead. And Let's go make another family movie. Lucas, have you finished that song yet? So Apparently not. Where's it at? Are we going to get the uh, content, or are we going to... Is that going to be featured on the podcast? I don't know. Hmm. Probably should. Or is it going to be a... Patreon thing. Uh, it's he. Has, I mean, it's his thing. He can do with it as he pleases. If he wants us to, no, we own him. So, put it out there. We can. That's what she said. Um. All Wait, right. What? I don't know. What? Let's go. Uh. Wait, what do we have? For this? Oh, we had something. Oh, the bottle. The. You're <laughs> back. Well prepared. We can talk shit about Matt now. Don't we do that anyway? Yeah. Yeah. We all want to be, want to be a fat pastor. Oh man, I am. This is not gonna bud well for my stomach. Fat pastor. Let's do this. You don't think that three shots of moonshine is gonna mix well with sweet corn soda, Michael? Oh, is that one of them? Yeah. Oh gosh. The other ones are gonna be great though. That one could be a dark horse. It might be the all right. The sweet corn? Yeah, it might be all right. I mean, isn't, isn't every soda kind of sweet corn flavored? <laughs> uh, corn. You realize those are all twist tops, right? You're using a bottle opener. <laughs> right? you're, using the, you're using Randy. Randy. The bottle opener on it. Our heaven now has a Randy bottle opener. It says Randy on it. Ooh, I can smell that sweet corn. Oh Let's do that God. one first. Let's like do that one first because if it's really gross, we can do a palate cleanser with the It smells like a field. It smells like Lafayette. That's what it smells like. Oh, oh whoa. All right. Let me, it really smells here, like here liquid. Where did you get these? Uh, Rocket Fizz Candy Shop. In no, downtown I'm talking Indiana. about these glasses. Uh, the old lady's house that died. That smells oh. like corn. It smells like corn. Yeah. Definitely. The old lady's, Definitely smells the old like lady's corn. house that died. All right. Where we got our couch. Okay. Neat. Was she on it? No. Michael. I don't have time to explain things to you. I don't, I don't have the issue. I don't have patience for you today. I can't, I can't do this with you right now. What are we going to rate these? <laughs> Oh man, it smells like corn, but I'm not it sure I want does. to drink it. Like, like I like what, what sweet are we corn. Gonna, what are we gonna rate these? Oh man, um, I got nothing. I got nothing on these. Yeah, I, yeah, fuck it. Let's just rate them out of whatever. All right. All right. Okay. Oh, it tastes like cream corn. I really kind of like that. Oh, straight up cream corn That's liquid. That's actually really fucking good. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go like a three on that. It's okay. No, I'm gonna give that. It's way better than I thought it was gonna be. I'm gonna give that a three and a half, maybe a four. That's really mm, nice. I, if you can get past the smell, it the smell's a little off putting. <laughs> Just write it down, Michael. I know. Just Michael's over there typing with a shit eating grin on his face. <laughs> yeah, it, it tastes. It I don't does, like it tastes that. like like kind of like fizzy cream corn. I, I like that. 
It's I okay. give it a one. I'll never a drink one? this. Really? I'll never drink this again. A one? No. Seriously. Uh, it's straight cream corn. I like that. Three and a half for me. Oh, I'll do God. three and a half. Well, have no, the bottle. No, do the lemonade. Okay. Because it's lemonade. Here you it's go. It tastes like fucking Here lemonade. Here you go. Here you go. Chug it. Well, I don't want the whole bottle. <laughs> I don't want it. God. It's going to have hints of cream corn in it. I can't believe you rated that a one. It wasn't that bad. It's, uh, it's not. I, I rated it on, like, if I would ever want it again. I mean, you know. <laughs> I can't imagine down in a, a little six. gassy there, but I don't know that I'd want to down a six pack of it, but it's I, fine. I wouldn't down a whole bottle of it, but it's not bad. On the right day, I could down a bottle of that. Doomsday really? yeah. Lemonade. This really? is um, yeah. by Rocket Man. It's got Kim Jong Un on there. It actually tasted like corn. It tastes like corn, and it's liquefied corn. But I like corn, well, so like, why would you not? I don't want to drink cream corn. Why? Why would I? <laughs> why would you not? <laughs> It tastes like cream corn. This is just going to taste like fucking lemonade. So this is, uh, what was it? Kim Jong-un's Tears. Dooms Do- Doomsday, Doomsday Lemonade. Dooms Dog. <laughs> what? I thought you said Dooms Dog. I said Doomsday. <laughs> Dooms Dog. <laughs> oh, my God. You did say Dooms Dog. I said Doomsday. You said Doomsday. I absolutely did not say <laughs> Doomsday. I think we've got our hashtag for the yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's delicious. Yeah, that's it's good lemonade, Shit, man. That's a that's a four. I'm giving that a four. Yeah, I'll go four on that. Yeah, that's really yeah. good. Yeah, I'll give that one a four. I drink that all day long. I would drink a six pack. It's a of fizzy that. lemonade, but it's okay. like it's not super acidic lemonade. It's, it's like not a super really it's sweet. not overly sweet too. Yeah, I like it. Well it's like it's not really lemonade, it's like soda. Hmm. Yeah, that's nice. This is going to be like drinking a bottle of syrup. This is going to be one that I think is going to be good, but it's going to be fucking awful. <laughs> Wait. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Like, you think it's going to be Why good. Why don't we but finish it... on the good one? Well, I thought if the sweet corn was horrifying, that we would try some that maybe would have a better chance of being good. And you say that this one as the, as the well, it's grand maple finale? Syrup. Do you not like maple, maple syrup? syrup? I'm nervous, guys. <laughs> Lester's Fixins Maple Syrup. Made in the USA. All right. Well, thank Y'all God for that. that. He's the one. That's the same. He's the one. That's the same one. That's like uh, it's the one. It's Lester actually, fi- it's actually <laughs> no. Lester Fixin. That's a real person. No. <laughs> well, no. Like that's never. Oh, they're all made by the same person. Never mind. Do you think he's making them in his kitchen? I don't. Never mind. <laughs> Out of his bathtub. Oh, less. I don't know. Oh, less. He fix. He's <laughs> making some some bathtub soda. <laughs> the old bathtub soda. Uh, Oh, that one's got it. Some hairs in it. Scoop that out with my fish net. Oh, God. He's right. got one of those little goldfish <laughs> nets. You have to strain By it. By the way, moonshine's kicking in pretty huge yeah, right now. Yeah, I'm sweating. I am is hot. Yeah. All right. This is uh, maple syrup. Maple syrup. All right. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That's it tastes like up. watered down maple syrup. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Shit. Speaking of a float... Yeah, As a vanilla ice cream oh, float. Oh, man. Yeah, that would be great for that. Holy crap. That's, yeah. yeah I'm giving could, that a four Because it would dilute it down even more a little bit until you get the hint. I'm giving I that give one. that one a three. I don't think I could a finish. three? I don't think I could finish a bottle, but it's really good. What the I'll go. I'll go four. You? I'll go four and a half on the lemonade, and I'll go three and a half on this one. Really? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. But I'll like, give a four and a half. If you put, on if you this put one. that shit on ice cream, though, that would, or like in a float. Oh, God. It'd be amazing. I'd be a five. Oh, man. It'd be a five. Oh, oh God! It's, I'm gassy. It's oh, all man. backing up, though. Oh yeah. God! 
Scott, I apologize for how it's all wasted we're going to be God, later I'm on. Sweaty, so, so much flop sweat. Right I have now. Travis Pinkston sweaty right now. <laughs> 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 sweaty hammered. <laughs> hey, Travis, I love you. <laughs> hey, guys. Travis Pinkston. <laughs> you motherfuckers. How you doing, man? Hey. <laughs> is he coming this week? Hell yeah, he is. <laughs> Yeah, boys. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh, I'm gonna God. intentionally give him moonshine just out of sh- just yep. for shits and giggles. I think he's like a drunker version of Steve Austin. Like that's kind of yeah, what that's I probably about right. Yeah, pretty I don't much. Know. Steve's kind of a drunk these days. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Gatorade and vodka. Yeah, yeah that's Gatorade. pretty much alcoholic. Jesus Christ! Hey, Steve, we need to have a talk. <laughs> have some goddamn self-respect. Gatorade and vodka. Jeez. Yeah, Steve, we're really worried about you. You need to get your life right. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty good. God, that's. Man, I wonder I, if you, you could. You know what? You could mix that with like the butterscotch or with like. You could mix that with any the hazelnut moonshine, oh, and awesome. you'd have a, a nice yeah. freaking cocktail. Yeah, that's great. A mocktail. I feel fucked. Fuck. Fucktailed. <laughs> <laughs> I am. This I is. I got it. Well, this is the quickest we've ever been wasted on the podcast. Yeah, I'm not I wasted. Just, I'm I don't feel wasted. I feel like I could walk in a straight line. I definitely feel like I'm not going to drink any <laughs> for more a good moonshine. Ten feet. Yeah. On the podcast this evening. What'd you say? I said, I definitely feel like I'm not going to drink more moonshine. Yeah, on the podcast I'm definitely not going to drink any more outside of this beer that I have with me. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's over. Like, all right, uh, one more. I can stop anytime I want. Let's, I'm going to move these sodas away from the computers. Let's go That's into probably the news a good feed. Idea. Okay. Oh, shit. I need more news. All right. Uh, Lions, this is from BBC News, uh, where Britain's news comes first. Uh, Lions eat rhino poachers on South African game reserve. Oh, man. They eat the poachers? They eat the poachers. Beautiful, beautiful justice. (laughs) I love it when shit like this happens. At least two suspected rhino poachers have been mauled to death and eaten by lions on a South African game reserve, official said. Rangers discovered the remains of Ranger. two. Didn't touch her. <laughs> All right. Rangers discovered the remains of two, possibly three, oh, oh. oh. in a lion enclosure. Okay. Waiting for the lab Enough results to come shit. back in. Um, uh, a high-powered rifle and an axe were also found, so they apparently didn't eat that. Did they? Um, oh, yeah. Well. There has been a rise in poaching in Africa in recent years yeah. to feed growing demand for rhino horn in parts of Asia. In China, Vietnam, and elsewhere, rhino hey, horn is Asian a, people. Fun fact: Rhino horn doesn't make your dick hard. Yeah. It's bullshit. Rhino horn Stop. is erroneously believed to have medicinal properties, even though it's made from the same materials, human fingernails. Ugh. It's carrot. Is it keratin? Is that yeah, what it is? Maybe. I think. I think that's Something what it is. Like that. Um, the reserve is owner. Carotene. Carotene. Maybe it's carotene. Carotene. Might be carotene. I don't know. Anyway, uh, the reserve owner, Nick Fox, said in a statement on the reserve's Facebook page that the suspected poachers in the reserve late on Sunday night or early on Monday morning, they strayed into a pride of lions. It's a big pride, so they didn't have too much time. Uh, We're not sure how many there were. There's not much left of them. Oh, man. So, yeah. Uh, Several lions had to be tranquilized before the remains could be recovered. I'm guessing. (laughs) I'm guessing. (laughs) I'm guessing with a snow (laughs) shovel. Oh, uh, man. oh man! Uh, nine rhinos were killed by poachers in Eastern Cape Province. Don't, don't you feel like you should just leave them out there and just let every other animal just have their way? Let the, let the hyenas get to just them. be yeah, done I with know, it. Let man. nature do its thing. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Don't poach uh, in a lion preserve. Don't go poaching lions. 
Please stick to the fish and the deer Stop. that you're used to. Stop. Hmm. Why? What know. are you doing? I don't know. I've had three shots of me. I'm afraid I just some maple syrup. <laughs> it's some maple syrup. <laughs> what do you expect? Three, three shots of some maple syrup. Yeah. Uh, oh, all right. <laughs> Straight from the bottle. Uh, from W.I. What the? This is Brad. Oh my god. You and fucking YouTube, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Sing it. <laughs> you got a creep. Creep. Really? really? And you're not aware that's a TLC reference. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> god, I love that movie so much. If you have not <laughs> seen... I I'm telling you right now, the scripts. movie The Other Guys, best comedy of the last 10 years. I'm it's telling you so right funny, now... Man. It is. Have the, you seen it, Michael? I have seen it. It's uh, Mark Wahlberg, right? It's Mark and, Wahlberg and Will, and Will Ferrell. God, it and, is perfect. And Michael Keaton. Oh, it's yeah. So so funny. It's, the plot is ridiculous. It of makes course, no it's sense, ridiculous. But the, the it's you don't just, watch a movie like that for the plot. Is, is Russell uh, Crowe in that? No, too? no. Well, it's not Russell Crowe, but it's a guy, Australian guy that looks a smidge like Russell. Crow. I feel like Russell Crowe did a movie similar. To well, that. it wasn't that. It's called Gladiator, Michael. <laughs> it wasn't yes. anything like the other guys. <laughs> I love Gladiator. I bet it doesn't hold up. Yeah, I'm wondering. I the problem is with the Patriot. I love the Patriot when it came pro- out. Oh no, god, I'm not did a you Patriot. really? Yeah, oh, I did. God, I'm sure it's terrible. Fuck Mel Gibson. He's Remember the that, worst. That that uh, Badger movie he made with a puppet. No, it was terrible. What he made a movie with a puppet. Mel Gibson. Yeah. No, I was. I am. Was it called McGee and Me? Was it those Christian movies from the 1990s? No, it, it was a. It was a shot for shot remake of that. And me. Dude, I ate that shit. Yes, oh. I did. Oh my god! God, if they'd show those in children's church, it was a good week. Yeah, it yep. was a good week. I preferred. Uh, oh, good. We don't have to hear about Jesus this week. Let's <laughs> watch McGee and Me. Get a skateboarding dog or whatever the fuck it was. Like, what was that? I don't even remember. Yeah. What were they? The Hanna Barbera Christian ones are the ones I liked. Wait, what? The Hanna Barbera made a like a series where no, they didn't. Yes, where people went back in time, uh, in like kids from the. It's I called Back it, to the Future, buddy. It was no, Michael J. Fox. They went back in time to Bible times, man. <laughs> oh, of course. And there was mm. a. Yeah. Did they come back going? Oh, we've got it all wrong because that's if it was no. <laughs> if it was accurate. No. <laughs> Hanna Barbera, I swear. Uh, it, it's I'm like calling a, bullshit on that. I wa- I rewatched it recently, uh, just because. Of course, not, I found you it did. on YouTube. I wanted to see what it was Michael, like. Wait, wait, you, wait. Do wait. you live in some weird yes. fucking black hole where there is 32 hours in your day, but there's only 24 in everyone watch, else's, and you spend you 24 watch, watching TV? You watch no. everything. No, I was curious as to Michael, what it, you, held up. I don't understand how you have time to watch shit. I don't have time to watch fucking anything. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, besides neglecting your I, children, I can't and imagine. Cannot imagine sitting at my house and going. It wasn't at my house. Watch, I think I, I'm going to watch that, it in the car while I'm I was driving. Wa- oh my god! I'm pretty sure. What? Well, I just had it in the background playing YouTube. It didn't hold up. Hmm, imagine that. Can we move on? The greatest adventure, or something like that. We went from lion poaching called. to Christian Hanna Barbera in about five moves. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty. That's pretty on brand for the past. All right, from uh, WISN twelve ABC News. Where news comes side. from America. <laughs> <laughs> Naked man arrested at Planet Fitness. Oh, <laughs> I saw this. Tells police he thought Jim was a judgment-free zone. <laughs> Place town, New Hampshire. I love this guy. Massachusetts man was arrested after police said he stripped down inside a Planet Fitness in New Hampshire. 
Police said Eric Stagno, 34, of Haverfield, Massachusetts. Stagno? Nope. Nope. <laughs> walked into the gym and removed his clothing. He Sir, walked- when you do that stretch, I can see your taint. Sir, can you please, please, please get off of the squat machine? Please. <laughs> He walked back and forth a couple your times. Your balls just touched the ground. <laughs> Please stop. Gives new, gives new meaning to the uh, old clean and jerk. Uh, oh. No. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Give me a baby wipe so I can wipe off he, his mat. He walked back and forth a couple times before settling in on the yoga mats. Oh. Those things are absorbent, too. There's I no disinfectant. I love this guy. When officers arrived, they found him completely <laughs> nude in a, quote, yoga-type position. I'm assuming downward please, dog. Please. Downward where's, hanging brain. Where you can see where you can see so far up his colon, you can see the light oh, from his mouth. This is downward facing asshole. That's the that's the this move. Oh man. <laughs> Sir, I can see out the front of your mouth. All right. Um Stagno's arrested without it. Sir, you have a polyp. Please, you really you need want to, to get, get that, that checked, out, checked out. Please, put your, put your prolapsed asshole away. <laughs> police said. The, police said the only statement Stagno made was that he thought Planet, Fit was a, Planet Fitness was a judgment-free <laughs> this zone. This guy had to be high, right? <laughs> I would. <laughs> he had to be high. Nobody sober does this. There's no way. I don't know, man. There's some really whacked out people, God. but that's. Uh, <laughs> well, if you look at look at this guy. <laughs> oh. What uh. It, went off it sounds like tank. something our meth-out cousin would do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of does. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy. Uh, I got one more. This is a Hi, meth-out cousin. I'm going to do Nick. three, I'm Nick, do three this week. Here is we it go. Nick? <laughs> it's Nick. Yes, yeah, Nick yeah, Wallace. Yeah, of course. No, that's our cousin-in-law. That's our, mm. that's our Eddie. All right. Man arrested for killing friend by blasting compressed air up rectum. I saw that. Dang near did, killed him. Actually, actually, it actually did, did really kill did kill him. Yeah. yeah. Rectum totally killed him. A man was arrested in Japan on Saturday after a prank, shooting compressed air deep into a workmate's rear end in a tragedy. Uh, but the crime, while bizarre, is far from unique in Japan, where a common childhood practice may explain a succession of adult deaths and injuries in recent years, all related to anal assaults with air compressors. Wow. There's our hashtag for the night. I thought it was bad in high school when we'd sack tap each other. That yeah, was I know. Bad, but yeah. like, this, this no. kind of takes a ton. Uh, so anyway, this guy named Yoshiyuki Yoshida. Uh, and his, he had pants on. Yeah. Killed what? his 46-year-old co-worker. He was wearing pants whenever it happened. Yeah. Huh. Uh, let's see. A lot of bent up, pent up uh, the two pressure. Were, the two were apparently clowning around. Really when shot he was... his load on that one. <laughs> Afraid I prematurely shot my wife. Hey! Phrasing! It'll be a dry run. If you will, so now I'm afraid I have something of a mess on my hands. <laughs> uh, the two were apparently climbing around when Yoshida jokingly took an air compressor on the site and poked Ishimura, uh, Ishimaru, sorry, uh, hmm. between the buttocks with it, injecting a blast of lethal wind deep into the victim's body. A few minutes oh, later, God. a few minutes later, the victim industrial-sized air compressor was that. Uh, a few minutes later, uh, he began to complain that he felt unwell. A colleague called emergency service, which dispatched an ambulance. Uh, although he was swiftly reported the Transported to the hospital, he did not survive the indignity he suffered. Jesus, wow. so this guy has to be in prison, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, he a, was arrested. Oh yeah, he went to jail. <clears throat> he faces charges of assault resulting in death. I just did it as a prank. I didn't think he could possibly die from that. Yeah. Wow. According to the spokesman, it was a tragic uh, for the police department. Uh, it was a tragic accident, but not the first of its kind. The air compressor was pushed up against the anus over clothing, not directly into the cavity, and the release of air into the body probably damaged the lungs, causing death. 
Wow. Jeez. Isn't that crazy? Like, that it wasn't even it, Like, it wasn't like he shoved up his ass and, like, shot him with air. Like, rectum actually killed him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was. Wow. It was. Yeah. So. Well. Note to self. And that's actually, uh, <laughs> it's in fact just one of several instances related to well, air. Well, there goes my Friday night. It's <laughs> what's, what's the, what's the non-lethal baby, dosage baby, of air? Baby, get the, get the air compressor. What's the non-lethal dosage of air up your <laughs> the ass? The kids are out of town. Get the air compressor. <laughs> what is it like if you put helium up there? You fart in really high pitches? Baby, please. I am not from Havana. <laughs> Um, uh, oh man Anyway It's apparently like a Kind of a th- That's that's a thing this apparently a, this in, is, What do you mean it's a thing? In December of 2017 Two men were working At an industrial waste disposal factory One of them actually They were It sounds like a Blowing ext- An extraverse of uh, I wish we'd all been ready They were blowing dirt and grime two Off their working At a factory <laughs> One grabs some air and shoves it up his butt. You know when he gets mad that we interrupt I him? Wish he has interrupted me three times. Rectumed. I'm not even gonna look at him. <laughs> I'm not even gonna fucking look I've at had, him. I've had enough moonshine. That is pretty funny. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not funny. Anyway, apparently these three guys—they're a different incident. They were blowing dirt and grime off their uniforms when they pranked their colleague by poking him in the rear with the air compressor. And the guy died. Wow. Yikes. Yeah, let's let's stop doing this. Let's, um, let's stop shoving air compressors up your ass. Yeah. But it's it's out they're all outside the clothing, which is so weird, man. Save, save for my first hand job. Wait, okay. did wait, you say wait, 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 wait. Did you say outside the <laughs> rectum? Wait. I just got the bottom of this article. Hold on. The culprit You just got to the bottom? Here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> the culprit childhood finger enema? What? While it might be considered common sense not to attack a friend's bodily cavity with an air compressor, there are cultural precedents for similarly... Similarly? 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 I can't say that word most days. Similarly? 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 That's a word I can't... L's and R's together, I can't do. Uh, precedents for invasive... Of, uh, was it 30 Rock? Verger. The Verger. Um... The island nation, Japan, is home to a dastardly children's prank known as Kancho. Kancho oh. is performed by cheeky Japanese kids. In it, the child clasps the fingers of both hands together to form an imaginary gun with which they poke their unsuspecting victim in the anus while yelling, Kancho! What? The word Kancho comes from the Japanese word for enema. <laughs> Beth's face. Kancho! Yeah. Kancho, Kancho, man. <laughs> I want to be a concho man. Concho, concho man. <laughs> I want to be a concho. Concho. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, they think that that's where this whole air compressor prank comes from. Is like as kids, they do this. So, well, what? I just think. Two men working. <laughs> please, oh. please stop shoving your fingers in air compressors up assholes. <laughs> Public it's, service it, it it It's not something you feel like you have to say to somebody. <laughs> you wouldn't think. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of makes uh, eating Tide Pods not look quite as dumb. No, not really. <laughs> please stop. God, I hate that song. No. All right. Uh, I think I think this is a follow up. Okay. A follow up to Concho? No, Concho. a follow up. Did Concho. we talk about Concho, the Australian man. guy who banged a horse like a few months ago? 
I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> sounds, <laughs> sounds like something we would do. Sounds so pretty anyway, young brand for this podcast. He, uh, he got 10 months in jail, uh, but he, his defense was the horse winked at him. Yeah, so it was just <laughs> she, she was asking for, for it. it. it yeah, just begging for it. That sounds like horse rape culture. So, uh, <laughs> well, I'm not hashtagging that. If one of you fuckers wants to, go. I am not hashtagging horse rape culture. God stop. <laughs> A 31 year old guy named Daniel. <laughs> Don't <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> don't hashtag michael stop typing stop whatever it is you're doing jude tell michael to stop it quit guys, <laughs> quit, guys. <laughs> i know well michael's not funny buddy don't worry about it Sorry. um funny looking do we need to, do we need to pause for a minute no we're good a 31 year old guy named daniel raymond webb jackson it's a lot of, of names. course he has four names has been given 10 months jail for rooting rooting a horse <laughs> <laughs> he gave her he gave it the root i'm totally using that on my wife next time to root the horse. time for some rooting baby to root the horse. Oh, he'll serve a non-parole period of four months, which means he could be out next week with time served. He gets four months? Well, no, he's been with time served. So he's been in jail since the incident. <laughs> so this, this story Just wait began, till the centaur comes out. This story began in December. <laughs> you want a centaur? Because that's, that's how you get a centaur. Get a centaur. <laughs> <laughs> Jude's in the house now. That's great. Jesus Can you maybe get him out of We're here? We're just talking about <laughs> centaurs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing that's not where it's going to end, though. So, uh. Uh, yeah, so it began in December when a trainer in Grafton, this is in Australia, noticed his horses were unusually skittish. Suspecting someone had broken uh. into the stables, he installed security cameras only to catch a guy a month later. Beth gets that way after we've been together. On too, the so. night of January 22nd, cameras caught a man opening doors at the stables, which prompted the trainer to call police. They arrived a short time later to find Webb Jackson crouched in a corner in the fourth stable. <laughs> crouched yeah, in the corner? I got the fourth stable. Why was he in the corner? Well, Michael, would you what want to do that, that in the outside? Why was he crouched? You know what, though? You can't put a baby in a corner. Please well, don't tell me this is a little horse in a corner. You can put this horse fucker in a corner. So uh, he was bye, arrested after a... He was little Sebastian. He was arrested. <laughs> you want a little Sebastian? Because that's how you get a He was Sebastian. arrested after a scuffle and taken to Grafton Police Station where he attempted to excuse himself with the weirdest explanation possible. The guy told police that the horse had sniffed his crotch, then made direct eye contact with him and winked. And that's why he said banging the horse was totally consensual. Wow. Mm. Mm. Yep. I, uh, According to the trainer, the huh. horse's demeanor changed after the attack. She's only a little two-year-old, and we had to oh, put her out. Oh. The, the trainer told uh, told the reporter, the filly went from being quiet to just being highly strung. She changed in 24 hours. We had to put her in the paddock to try and get her head right. Oh, man. Hmm. Well... Pour one out for little Sebastian. I uh, not really. 
Not really sure where to go from here. Well, uh, how about here? Uh, oh, people man. are injecting the scrotums. We don't oh, no, Michael, stop it. It makes no fucking sense. No, it, it uh, people are injecting their scrotums with saline to get huge balls. Uh, why? Why? Are balls attractive? Huge balls attractive? Wait, wait, can, can wait, confirm wait, 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 it wait, does wait. work. To go back to the horse story. She's only 17. Jesus. <clears throat> wow. Can you stop, can we do? Can we do Pedo Daniel? That's what the guy's name was. All right. Uh, so for a lot of people, attending a sex party would be considered pretty out there. Regular sex party goers have, by definition, seen more than their fair share of out there things, meaning that something pretty wild would have to transpire at such a gathering to make their jaws hang open. That was the thought that entered my head as I wandered into a room at a medical theme play party. What? <laughs> That's a thing, apparently. In if, here's a shocker: in a Brooklyn townhouse, <laughs> last Neat. fall, and saw two dozen faces contorted into expressions of shock, wonder, repulsion, delight, and utter disbelief. Delight. In fact, a few of those faces appeared to be cycling through a sequence of all these reactions in succession. Wow. Uh. So. What we've been what we'd been witnessing was a scrotal infusion or a or scrotal inflation. Is that like a T infusion? An SI is a temporary body modification that results from saline in some cases air. Is that a, being is that a, is that a tea bag infusion? Yes, and in some cases air being used to fill the scrotum. Some folks air. prefer to do their own infusions while others like Have the guys. Have we learned nothing from the Japanese? <laughs> yeah, right. Don't use air. Stop shooting air in your private parts. Yeah, so I'm not going to read any more of this, but don't. Seriously, I, Jesus. If somebody has to tell you to not put saline in your fucking nutsack, you deserve a nutsack that hangs to the goddamn floor. Can I ask a real question? Are large balls attractive? I Well, you're, you're I asking think, the wrong person. I wouldn't think that. I'm, I'm not really on board with any balls. All I know, is that, I all I know is that gravity is taking its toll on mine. I don't need saline yeah. at this point. Jesus. You're touching water. My God. It's like, what is touching my knee? Oh, great. God. Uh, <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, maybe somebody let me know if you're into large balls. <laughs> hey, Beth, how do you feel about large nuts? <laughs> Beth. Can we inject Matt's nutsack with saline? You're you're saying you're not on board. Beth nope. Is she on said board. you can do that. <laughs> we, we totally can. have her permission. All right. Next week when Michael's gone, we'll I inject think. your nutsack with saline. I want photos. Go to patreon.com slash passage podcast. <laughs> you would to buy like some saline solution and a syringe. Matt's scrote pumped up on steroids. We're here to pump you up. Yep. Pump you so, up. So, Michael, what do you have, dare I ask? <laughs> All right. <laughs> it can't be worse than what we just had. Um, I feel like I had some product updates. Let me see if I have one. Uh, Lay's releasing eight regionally inspired chip flavors. Oh, I'm cool. So we've got like to get our hands on these. They look so, awesome. Uh, from July 30th to September 23rd, um, they're having uh, different... Uh, uh, different kinds of lace and they're only available for like three days a piece oh seriously jeez it looks so like... in other words we're not going to see oh, wait, these wait, in martinsville wait Neat. no no they, they are i meant i read that wrong well some of them are, it's weird 
Some of them have like really short windows. Some of them have like five day windows. Some have two day windows. Anyway, if you see these, send them to us. We want them. Uh, here are the, the new flavors: Cajun spice, Ooh, which yeah, I would eat the crap yeah. out of that. Inspired by flavors from the Gulf Coast. I can't remember what brand it is. If you had the Cajun craw taters, what brand is it? I've had. They're freaking amazing. Uh, I don't know. They're really good. That sounds really good. Oh, it yeah. says they will be uh, available in stores July 30th through September 23rd. So that's a pretty big window. Okay. Well, that's a month. Uh, I was looking at the um, the different... They're having uh, flavor celebrations oh, to celebrate okay. each one. Gotcha. So um, the next one is chili con queso. Coming to a fat pastor near you. Yeah, we'll if you get, if you get your hands on these, these, send them to us. Yep. Chili con queso. That sounds yeah. good. Um... Inspired by Tex-Mex. It's probably going to taste like the chili cheese Fritos. Right, which are great. Which are fantastic. Yeah, I'd rather not have it in a corn chip flavor, though. Oh, you don't like I, the chili cheese Fritos? I think they're good. They're oh, the they're best awesome. Fritos. But I'd like to try it in like a potato. Oh, it'd be all right. Instead of corn chip. Can I get that in a potato, please? <laughs> yes. A potato flavor. Uh, Chesapeake Bay Crab Spice. Fun fact, that's going to be Old Bay seasoning on a chip. That's yeah. all. Which yeah. is going to be good, but that's all that's going to be. Deep dish pizza. Yeah, see, I'm fine with it. Pizza flavored stuff is gross. <laughs> inspired by the Midwest. It tastes like pepperoni. I know and pizza. Sp- pizza and no, what it tastes like is tomato powder. Yeah, and, yeah. I like pizza Pringles. Do you it's, like pizza Pringles? No, I don't. They're oh, fine. Yeah, I don't like them. It's like one of my least favorite flavors. Pizza combos. Oh, those man. are okay. Those are okay. Cracker. If you can get it without the pretzel, you get the. Let's cracker. not talk about pizza the. Cr- let's not talk about the goo that's in the middle of that. How off putting <laughs> it, it is. is. A little off putting. All right. Um, uh, pickled, uh, fried pickles with ranch. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be great. Yeah, Man, is. I am starting to be cross-eyed right now. Yeah. It's, it's hitting hard me pretty me hard right now. I feel kind of fine, actually. Um, well, you're well, an alcoholic. Alcoholic. So <laughs> normally. My liver's had more exercise. I'm fine. I drink basically one day a week now. So this is new. It's hitting me pretty hard. New England <laughs> lobster roll. Yeah. See, that's yeah. Gonna be great. Uh, pimento cheese. Oh. God. No, mm. if you had pimento cheese, no. I need to make you some pimento cheese. Holy you make potato? Sh- oh, pimento cheese? It's so potento. good. Potato <laughs> cheese? <laughs> We're not even going to make it to the interview. Can I try your potato? No. <laughs> Is it off-puttingly orange? No, well, a little bit, yeah, but it's delicious. Yeah, I like pimento. pimento cheese on a burger. Have you ever had it? Dude. Not on a burger. Oh, <laughs> I can't speak right trash. now. Wow. <laughs> Michael, Michael is gone. Oh, man. <laughs> Potento. <laughs> Potento. God damn. Where's can it at? You, can you put it on a burger? Can you put it on a burger? Potento burgers are the best. Oh, oh my God. What What other flavors, Michael? Um, Can you see which computer you're looking at? Are yeah, there four computers on the table yeah. now? There's there's potato flavored uh, potato chips. Thai sweet chili. Ooh. Oh, God. Somebody makes, it, somebody makes it. Was it uh, Pacific Northwest? Who oh, it? it's a kettle brand. Yeah, they make a yeah. Thai one. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was it. That's all. I I'm okay. excited. I'm excited about. I'm all very those. excited right now. I'm very excited right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, I just I literally just deleted that clip. It's gone now. Oh, oh. now oh, well, on accident. Well, goddamn. Good job, Guys, Michael. coming straight out of DC. Here I'm talking about my homeboys. The what? What was that? <laughs> what? That a good thing? Never mind. What? God damn it. What was that? Fuck YouTube. Here, have an ad. Yeah, I Here's know. an ad. I was going to play Pumps in a Bump. But <laughs> Go ahead and play it. Let's hear it. I can't. It's just an ad. <laughs> pumps in a Bump. Pumps in a Bump. 
That's on the official wedding playlist, by the way. He is so gross. Oh, man. In a few minutes, we're going to check out this real Here. funky fly video of some guys coming straight out of D.C. I'm talking about my homeboys, the K.O. Boys with the booty call. Who the right fuck now, is this? I don't know. I've got it here, though. What is this? Here, shut it off. I don't have it. I've got it. Shut it off. I don't have anything on. And it's all good. That's you. Oh, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Move on. My God. Is he thrusting? Oh, uh, hammer. Hammer, don't hurt him. Boy, he did have a hammer, didn't he? Could, he could fucking drive. He could drive nails with that thing, man. I mean, I guess if, like. Dude, oh. if I had a 10 foot dick, I'd wear a speedo, <laughs> Wow. I. It's just like. It's so. It's a literal <laughs> sledgehammer. Like. <laughs> it's like he put a sledgehammer it's in his pants. It's literally like he took a piece of, like, Play Doh and just. Oh. Oh. oh, my God. That's enough of that. Oh, my gosh. That. It's, it's been a minute since I've seen that. That is horrifying. That's, wow. Oh, my God. Wow. It's unbelievable. That was on MTV, on television. Man. That's, <laughs> I don't, I'm not, if I was packing heat like that, man, I'd be all over I, speedo. Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> if you got it, flaunt it. Like, I, what? I guess, like. Wow. Have you seen it, Michael? I, yeah, I think we've talked about this we before. Have. And it's been a then. long time, though. It's time to drag it back out. You can't That's not. What she it's said. one of those yeah. things. That's what he you said. You can't not look at it. It <laughs> is like you literally have to drag it. You can't pick it up. God, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. He's got to have like a knee replacement at this point, right? Or a hip replacement for dragging that fucking thing around. God. <laughs> I wonder how large his balls are. <laughs> well, if you... Well, it definitely looks like he injected saline into his freaking dong. God. Like 10 pounds of butter fat in wow. his ball sack. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Anyway. Oh. I somehow I've lost the Richard Rohr. But All right. Are we, are we good here? No, I've got plenty more. Uh. That was only one. I only did one. We got like eight more. Uh, no, uh, you don't. Woman gives birth inside a Chick-fil-A bathroom and her baby gets free food for life. And a guaranteed job when she turns 14. Blatant. As long as she's homophobic. Yeah, blatant homophobic. <laughs> homophobic. homophobic. As long as the oh, baby God. is homophonic. We need, to, we need to shut this down right now so you can recover. I need to go drink like a gallon of water and a goldfish. It'd be much better. Um, yeah, that's that's my story. All right. Here's a new. There's the. There, there it is. Um, here's a more disturbing one. Sex robots. Are we back um, on that again? Chinese firm uses 3D printers to scan and make replicas of people. Goddamn people. Yeah, I'm not sure that's super ethical, is it? <laughs> you can. Yeah, that doesn't seem right. You've done three shots of moonshine. I'm like, hey, I'm not sure that's <laughs> ethical. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> they're real people that they're scanning and then like making sex dolls out of them. Hmm. 
No, whatever you're going to say, just say stop. it. No, say it. Stop. Say it. God damn it. Just say it. What are you going to say? <laughs> Google's Pamela Anderson replica. Ew. Really? Um, of all people? That's the one you're going to... Of all people, Pamela <laughs> just, Anderson. Just, what are you, just, Tommy Lee? Jesus. What are you, you going to hit her a few times? Can you guys vaginally insert God. some syphilis first? That way I can get it from her. I like to whoop her ass first and then just, have sex with her. I just, oh, what is just wrong with you? I just wanted that reaction. Oh. Of all people, Pamela Anderson. 1994 called. They want their sex symbol back. Okay, fine. Carmen Electra, whatever. What? What is wrong with you? Fuck. Wow. God, can we do something else? I'm already. I'm now moved into the angry phase. <laughs> uh, a woman is accused of biting and then swallowing part of a nose. Um, wow. Yep. The Saigon whore that bit my nose If you haven't seen it, be dirty work. <laughs> oh, my God. Lower your expectations first. No, don't. 40-year-old, <laughs> uh, yeah, 41-year-old. bit off by a Saigon whore. Yeah? Well, you should shut your cake hole, Yoko. You uh, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> that is Chris Farley's better role. That is Norm so McDonald good. And Chris Farley at their finest. <laughs> it's full of dead hookers. Uh, I've never seen so many dead hookers in my life. It if you have, Lord seen knows it. I have. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you guys are brothers? Yeah, it's kind of a long story. My dad mm-hmm. boned his mom. All right, right. it's a short story. <laughs> Wait, you've been on the fight in Rocky and you bet against Rocky? Right <laughs> side is 2020, my friend. Oh, my God. <laughs> so good. I could, I could do that all night. I could watch that movie right now. <laughs> yeah, it's so Sing good. Sing the song, boys! Let's just fuck this podcast and just go watch that movie now. <laughs> go watch Dirty Work. Uh, yeah. uh, um, anyway, this, this, this woman, Jessica Collins of Conroe, Texas. Uh, she's been arrested and charged with assault and bodily image. Uh, bodily, <laughs> injury. bodily image. Bodily in- injury. Uh, the 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 victim said that she went out drinking with her neighbor, and uh, they all three returned uh, to the home. And then she wanted she Collins demanded more cigarettes and alcohol. <laughs> and uh, the Bar- victim asked Bar- her to leave. Transplant. Yes. And then uh, the victim said that Collins assaulted her. I'll beat your ass. Biting off part of her nose and then swallowing it. Wow. In swallowing it. Boy, that's commitment. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go crazy, go full crazy. Yep. Straight up. Straight up uh, crazy. At least she's not a Saigon whore. (laughs) We can all have our dreams and aspirations. (laughs) Uh, man steals a woman's. Oh my uh, God, car. Michael! How many are you doing? <laughs> Seriously, can you stop? We got some time. I'm gonna have to put these all on Twitter. Oh, can you stop? poor Bubby! Fuck you, poor Bubby! No, fuck you with the poor Bubby. Man steals a woman's car on a date and then takes her god sister to the drive-in. Hmm. Uh, kind Memphis, of lot, kind of a lot going on there. Uh, Boy, that's a that's a that's an onion there. <laughs> Memphis, a lot of layers to that. Memphis woman had a doozy of a, a terrible date story. A man stole her car while she was on a date. Um, so she said she met this man. Uh, she knew him from high school, and he asked her out for dinner, and then showed up uh, for their date without a car. So he just showed up at her house with a car, and she just, she drove. Um, <laughs> 
The uh, the man, Kelton Griffin, asked her to stop at a gas station to get him a cigar. She went inside to buy him a cigar. Wow. She came out and her date and the car were gone. So Wow. Mm. So they picked uh, up the car using uh, GPS to track the car and uh, followed the signal to a drive-in theater. So he was found. they found the car and he was with uh, her god sister on a date. Mm. He was arrested on the spot. Neat. Fantastic. Yep. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I freaking love that song. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Ready to go further up, further in? No. Well, maybe not. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's, let's sober up before we talk. You gonna to do Scott. an intro? Yeah, let's do an intro. All right. Here we go. We just got a letter. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> man. God damn it. Further up and Yeah, I'm gonna do an intro. Now. <laughs> just needed some time to catch my thoughts. Yeah. Collect my thoughts. Uh, catch Scott. My thoughts. Collect them. He's so wasted. Gotta, gotta catch them all. He is. Uh, <laughs> Scott Watkins. Scott Watkins. Scotty. Scotty. Watkins. Watkins. Oh, Scotty Watts. Scotty Watt Watts uh, is a former pastor turned humanist hospice chaplain. That boy good. Uh, in Georgia. Good, terrible. Scott is the former host of the Holy Heretics podcast. Never heard of him. Um, we've been on there. <laughs> Been on there before twice, twice, yeah. maybe a third time. Yeah, we'll see how this interview goes. <laughs> see if John wants us back. Um, yeah, so here we go. Let's go further up, further in. Part two, Electric Boogaloo. Scott, are you there? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> I've been waiting for this all my life. You're welcome. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> Scott Watkins. Scotty, What's going on? Scotty, Scotty Watt Watts. Uh, in the flesh, baby. <laughs> it's good to talk to you again, man. Yeah. Yeah, it has been a while since it, I've talked with you guys. Gosh, probably... I don't know a year. At least. A year, maybe it's yeah. been at least a year. Yeah, it, uh, I was looking on Skype and it, it's been it's been over a year at least. Said said a year plus or whatever. Wow, but you guys have had some conversations with John though since then, yeah. yeah we talked to um, yeah. Voldemort. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, her, her. No, uh, we have we have talked to John uh, once, uh, and we actually just talked to him today. He hit us up out of the blue. Um, it's like he, his ears were ringing or something. He's like, you guys should come on the podcast again. So we're, we're working out a, um, a chance to go back on that podcast and, and chit chat about him. Nice. Well, I may have told him that I might be talking to the, uh, inglorious pastors. So, you know, nice. Maybe, maybe he got to thinking he should talk to him too. And who could blame him? Yeah. I mean, what's I mean, we are just delightful. We're we're kind of a big deal. We're, we're three shots of moonshine in a, in a beer in like what's not to love. Nice. Where'd you get your moonshine from? Sugarlands in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Oh, I have indulged in it before. It's great, uh, Excellent man. choice. It is. Yeah. It's great. It's better than Old Smoky. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree. Yep. 
So we met Scott on the uh, Holy Holy Heretics. I wouldn't say Holiest of Heretics. Holy Heretics podcast. <laughs> Do I need to take over? Not, who it knows? depends on who you ask. Well, well John's holy. holy. Scott is the holiest of heretics. Yes. <laughs> there, yeah, I'll take that. There you go. <laughs> um, can we talk, before we get into the holy heretics of it all, uh, can we talk about um, who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> who are you? T- tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, where from, from whence you came. All right. All right. Um, I was picking on your accent there, if you couldn't tell. But oh, um, oh, a little keep doing what's it. for the goose is good for the gander, right? No, I'm a. <laughs> I'm a Southern boy, if you can't tell, if the voice doesn't give it away, uh, born and raised and still reside in the middleest of Georgia. Uh, <laughs> but um, I grew up uh, in an evangelical church setting. I guess that's probably what everybody would like to know. Yeah. Um, I'm shocked by yeah, that. In Georgia? In Georgia? Yeah. Who, who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> but... Yeah, uh, got an, a brother who's 11 years my elder, a sister who's 10 years younger than wow. me, got wow. a mom, got a dad, yeah, yeah, we were real spread out. Um, my mom and dad have been married, I don't know, a little north of 40 years now. Um, wow. You know, I mean, nothing to really rant and rave about. My my um, my childhood and teenage years were less than interesting. Um, <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, attended a really small private Christian school. Um, Ooh, fancy! Yeah, yeah, it it's, it really was. It really was. I mean, we, you know, when I graduated, I was the only senior in my class. Wow! And so, valedictorian, yeah, bitch. Well, though you better believe it. When I applied <laughs> to college, that was on the uh, <laughs> <laughs> leveraged leveraged that a little bit, but. Yep. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, nothing really spectacular, but, you know, what was interesting about growing up in the South was just the, the culture of church. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, early on, my my earliest memories involved my family attending uh, Pentecostal churches. Praise the Lord. And, yeah, I know. It, it was praise the Lord and then some. <laughs> um, there was a lot of stuff going on in there. But... Um, we eventually transitioned when I was around, I don't know, the age of 10 to a non-denominational church. And most of the time that carries a, a connotation, I think, of charismatic. But uh, this non-denominational church we went to was, you know, really non-charismatic. It was not in the Pentecostal vein. It was really more conservative. Um, so I, I was in that church at age 10, grew up in that church. The school I went to was affiliated with that church, um, met my wife in that church, and eventually worked in that church uh, full-time as the youth pastor. Wow. And um, right around, oh, I guess the, well, right in my late 20s, after I'd been there three or four years, I started um, having what I described at that time as a, a holy discontent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd heard hellfire and brimstone all my life, and I, being a youth pastor, got introduced to some different expressions of Christianity, mainly through um, an organization called Youth Specialties. Yep. Uh, yeah. They, they yeah, kind of ru- ruined us a little bit, too. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. 
And at that time, I think Mike Iaconelli had mm-hmm. just died. Yep. Marco Stryker had taken yep. over as the president, along with uh, Tick Long, really, as the number two. Yep. Yeah. And um, I went to some National Youth Workers conventions and uh, heard Jay Baker speak. Oh. And Jay Were ba- you in Nashville? Yeah. Holy oh, shit. my yeah. God. We were there, say, too. Matt and I were there. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. How weird is that? I just got the, a witness, the goosebumps. You know? <laughs> that was that was a mess of a sermon, but man, it was so profound. I remember good. at one point he went so long. He, at one point, he just took his jacket and covered up the time thing. It was yeah. like I'm going to talk yeah. as long as I feel like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was there. That's I was awesome. there, and um, Jay's sermon was really a profound moment for me because I remember he uh, spoke about. Um, he, he used one of the epistles of Paul, but he spoke about God being tolerant, not intolerant. Mm-hmm. And um, that just, uh, it, it really was sort of an aha moment for me. It was just, I'd never heard anything like that before. But I mean, slowly being introduced to those sorts of ideas and uh, began to just sort of have this idea and obviously found a lot of company in it from you specialties in that group that, you know, God wasn't necessarily up in heaven recording your life waiting to play it back before you when you die that (laughs) that god maybe didn't have a trap door at the edge of his throne that when you (laughs) stood before him and if you weren't saved he'd pull the lever and you'd go straight to hell um he's kept all the receipts of all the times you fucked up (laughs) oh yeah 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 that too and uh so that maybe just maybe that God had a bit more grace and love that was really unending and accepting of all people. And, you know, that was the beginning of the end for me. Um, (laughs) I I don't want to underplay like the role that you specialists played in a lot of people's lives. Yep. They did some fantastic. They did. I think in groundbreaking work that really, in some ways I say Mark Ostriker cost me my job, but it like, yeah. Because he wrote yeah, Youth too. Ministry 2.0, or is yeah. it 3.0? Oh, 3.0. Yeah, it was 2.0. It was 2.0. That's right. Okay, yeah. And I, basically the whole thing was like advocating for like, hey, work your way out of a job. Get get rid right. of youth ministry programming. And I went, like one of the last things I did, I went to a uh, leadership <laughs> meeting at my church and was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to work my way toward this. And they were like, get the fuck out of here. Like essentially, <laughs> like it basically cost me yeah. my job. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I was at, shortly after that, the minister was like, "Are you okay? Like, are you doing?" I'm like, nope, not really. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Yak Yak was the end for was the beginning of the end. Yeah, messy spirituality fucked me. Ruined me. It ruined me. Right. Yeah. I still have Yak's book of collected writings, and I'll I'll go back and read it every now and then. I really like it. He was doing some good stuff. But ironically, Mark Marco worked himself out of a job too. He did. Yeah, but anyway, that that organization really changed when Marco left the helm. I think yep. it, it it never reclaimed its glory. I nope. mean it 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 was it was really something special under his leadership. And yeah. I still I still can stay connected with him a little bit on Facebook. He's still in the youth ministry world and Good doing training and cohorts and stuff like that. But um, no, I, I took one of those um, seminars from them that you could take at the convention. Uh-huh. You know. Uh, you could arrive a day early and do a seminar, and I did one with Marco on a uh, middle school ministry, mm-hmm. and just really, 
man, he just blew my mind. And so it was the beginning of the end for me, like I said, um, the end of the ways I thought everything was. It was a, a, a necessary ending. It needed to happen. Um, but, yeah, your experience was also sort of my experience in that yeah. it, it eventually led to me um, not working at a church anymore right. and, right. and just resigning and uh, sort of striking out on the unknown, you know, didn't have mm-hmm. a clue where I would, where I would end up. And it was rough. It was really rough. I, yeah. you know, we couldn't, we, we could pay the bills, but just barely. Thankfully we didn't have any kids at the time, my wife and I, but, um, eventually I landed, uh, in hospice as a chaplain and, I, that was in 2010, and I've been in hospice ever since. Wow. So you, like like we, uh, uh, got out of ministry and started a podcast. Um, yeah. Could you talk a little bit about, uh, so you were with the Holy Heretics. Um, you have since left. Um, could you talk about your deconstruction and your decision to leave that podcast. I don't even know if deconstruction, maybe deconversion is the word, whatever word you prefer. You know, I don't even know what word to use anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, just the truth. Um, uh, I, I I think it's a good practice to see a counselor. And so I, I see a counselor once a week and, um, you know, I, I was actually just came from a session with them and I was telling them that in some ways, uh, I feel like I'm having to find a new language for my life. Yeah. And, um, yeah, John and I started the Holy Heretics, uh, I guess the, the end of 2016, fall of 2016, he was really saying, come on, man, let's start a podcast. It'll be great. <laughs> like, ah, I don't know. I don't know if I really want to do that. <laughs> Sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, obviously we did and, we're just dumbfounded with the success we had. I mean, yeah. we were never, you know, we were never the inglorious pastor. <laughs> oh, I think you we, ranked higher than we did. Yeah. Back we, in the day. Well, we did chart at number 13 that I do remember, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were never the bad boys of Christianity. It's okay. Well, we're going we're gonna to edit that part out. It's fine. <laughs> but, but it, it was great. And just one thing led to another and we got connected with all these great guests, Rob mm-hmm. Bell, Peter Rollins, so on and so forth. But what ended up, it, the podcast for me became a way for me to um, deconstruct out loud with yeah. a whole lot of people listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um I ended up getting it caused it cost me some relationships. Um, it caused some people um, in my family uh, to be um, have a strained relationship with me yeah. um, because apparently I betrayed everything that was true, you know, all yeah. this stuff. Yep. Um, had some arguments within my family about it. Sounds and really familiar. Yeah, yeah, it happens. Yeah. It happens. And um, I remember. It was, I think, June of last year, uh, me and my wife and my two kids, we were on vacation, and I was really hurting over some words that had been exchanged um, between me and a family member. Hmm. And I remember telling my wife that I just cannot believe that this family member of mine is upset with me over what is basically fiction. Yeah, yeah. Mm. 
and and she and then as soon as I said it, like you know, I tried to walk it back. I was yeah. like, "Well, I, I don't, I don't mean like fiction. I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean myth in the I mean, general sense of the uh, in the word of the, the word myth. Uh, if you go back to the but, Greek, uh... but she looks at me and she goes, "I'm okay with it being fiction." Hmm. And I was just like, in that moment, you know, I had some company. Yeah. Wow. And I was yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think I think I'm okay with it being fiction too, you know. Do you think let me and, ask you, do you think let me interrupt you start. Do you think that she uh, was ahead of you on that? Do you think that she was waiting oh, for you to say that? Totally. Okay. Well, hmm, that's interesting. I don't and, th- and that seems to be my experience with almost every guy I talk to. Hmm. Hmm. That <laughs> that you know whether it be Rob Bell or you guys or you yeah. know uh, others I've talked to you know, it usually seems like that the female in the relationship yep. is always farther down the road. Yeah, the that was true for me for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it, and I don't I don't know that it's fair to say that my wife was waiting for me to catch up, but she acknowledged me when I got there. Yeah, hmm. you know, I don't I don't think she required it of me, but she didn't hesitate to support me right. in it. Yeah, right, and so. Pardon me, I'm sipping on a little not moonshine. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, one of the things that just ended up frustrating me about all of the conversations that we were having on the podcast, um, especially as it related to Christianity and politics, Mm -hmm. you know, you've got conservatives, you know, the Trump crowd saying, well, this is what the Bible says, and this is the what the what our justification is for voting the way we have and for taking the stance that we do on all of our issues. Yeah. And then you've got the progressives, you know, saying the same thing. You know, well, <laughs> we think the Bible says this, and it too is the justification for where we stand on all our issues. You know, mm-hmm. like the guy I think of when I when I think of that's like Brian Zond. You know, we talked to him and. Yeah. Uh, loved him. I really enjoyed what he had to say, but I just got so fucking frustrated with, you know, but the Bible says this from the progressives, but the Bible says that from the conservatives. And I'm like, why does it even fucking matter what the Bible says? Hmm. You know, what do you say? I'm more interested in what you have to say than what the Bible says. And I'm just like, you know, as long as we all keep trying to use the Bible as leverage to justify our position, whether it be political or otherwise, we're never going to get anywhere. Yep. We're just going to stay on this endless merry-go-round. And so I just want off the (laughs) (laughs) merry-go-round. Yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, do you, do you consider, I mean, you, you kind of, I mean, labels are such bullshit, but I don't really know how else to talk about it. Well, you got to have them, I think. Yeah, I mean, so you consider yourself a humanist. I mean, would you consider yourself an atheist at this point? You know, I really don't. I'm not fond of the term atheist. Uh Um, uh, One guy that I sort of established a relationship with that was very helpful to me and I still maintain is uh, with Bart Campolo. Um. I really like what he says is that atheist just tells you who I'm not, Mm. Mm -hmm. you know, um, I'd rather be defined more 
if I'm going to have a label by who I am rather than who I'm not. Sure. sure. Um, so therefore I really like the term humanist because, um, yeah, I mean, I think functionally, you know, it's an atheistic point of view, but they say it officially we're non-theist, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so where, where I'm at on that is, you know, I just, I, I got to the place where, and I think most progressive Christians would probably agree with me that, you know, there's no man in the sky, um, that, that Jesus is literally not going to split the eastern skies and come back. Right. Um, maybe 50-50 would be like, yeah, he really did raise from the dead. Maybe the other would be, oh, he really didn't. You know, all this stuff. Right. Um, I just, I got to the place where I'm just like, you know, I just don't buy it. I mean, and I don't even know that I, it'd be fair to say I wish I did. I just hmm. don't, I don't buy it. Like, I, 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 I. And because of my own lived experience, you know, um, and that's all any of us have to go on truthfully is just our lived experience. Do you feel set free from that? Set free that I don't believe it anymore. Yeah. Is there, is there a sense of freedom in being able to say that you don't wish that you believed that? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not that I don't think there's value there. Um, it's just that I, I just don't believe it. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I think the best way to say it is I don't believe in the supernatural. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. 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 Now I, I do believe very much in the natural. And so even Christianity from a naturalistic standpoint has some great things to say, hmm. you know, yeah. uh, love your neighbor, um, do good to those who persecute you, you know? Um, there's nothing supernatural in that, you know, that's all you all here, you know, fully present and engaged in the world. Um, it's not that I don't have a value for the Bible. It's just that I treat it as a story among many, not a special story handwritten and delivered by God through his people, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, some days, some days I feel set free, like, whew, thank God. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad I don't believe that anymore. Yeah. But but then other days, and I really shouldn't say this because somebody's going to hear this from, you know, my former life and be like, oh, yeah, let's keep praying. <laughs> but, but, we almost got him. Yes. <laughs> but, but, but some days I almost feel a little lost. Yeah. Interesting, and, yeah. It's not because I feel like my soul needs to be saved and redeemed so I can go to heaven. It's because Christianity, for better or for worse, was what I inherited. It's what I grew up on. It's right. yeah. it, it's it's given me a language and a vocabulary for life. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And when you don't believe it anymore you have to develop a new language and a new vocabulary. And some days those words are really tough to find. And in that way, sometimes I feel lost. Yeah. You know, how do I, how do I frame my lived experience? Now I know, I know how I used to frame it, but yeah. that frames in the garbage can. So how, how do I frame it now? Yeah. And it's a challenge some days, but, but it's, 
it's not one I regret. And quite frankly, I don't really think you're at liberty to choose what you believe, you know? Um, I just think you arrive at, at where you are and that's where you are. Like no matter how much I, if I would want to believe in a supernatural God, I just don't, I don't, you know, I, and I, I don't, I don't think there's any switch that can be flipped that would make me believe that. Kind of like that Pete Um, Rollins idea that you don't really know what you believe. You think you know what you believe, but but down to the core when when the rubber hits the road, you're not really sure. Right. And you know, um, again, from a, a humanistic standpoint, I think there's a lot of value, um, within Christianity as well as other religions. Yeah. Um, you know, I, just this past Sunday, uh, me and my wife and my two kids, we went to church and we hadn't been to church Holy and, shit. uh, probably with the exceptions of once or twice, really in a couple of years, yeah. but you didn't, you, ca- you, you know, didn't catch fire. You've been to church more than we have, man. <laughs> I was going to say, you've been more than we have. You're really bad but, at this humanist thing. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm, I, I, I should start a podcast called The Terrible Humanist. The Worst Humanist. <laughs> the Worst Humanist. I, I, was tell, I was talking to John the other day, a little sidebar here, and I'm one of my favorite things to do is to like marketing and just to come up with names and stuff. And I told him, I said, you know how some reverends are called like the very right reverend. I said, a a great name for a podcast would be the very wrong reverend. Yes. (laughs) Very wrong. (laughs) But anyway, the, the reason we went to church is because a, I have absolutely no interest whatsoever in trying to start a humanist community or anything like it, you know, I know you guys have been down the church planning road, and while I'm not talking about planning a church, it would be trying to plant an organization where people come together and assemble and hopefully do really good things for the greater good of the world. Yeah, I'm not interested in that. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds exhausting. (laughs) Let me uh, me ask you a question. I feel like like we should probably define, have you define humanism for our audience. How do you define humanism? People matter more than belief. There you go. Damn. Well, that's that's, that's pretty. That's pretty damn succinct. Yeah, we'll we'll take that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can we circle back around? So, so you were um, with the Holy Heretics having these conversations with with progressive leaders, if you will. Um, why why leave that behind? Um, why? Because people were on that journey with you. Why uh, why leave? Uh, kind of like what I said earlier, you know, I just got tired of having the conversation. I think I just reached a point where, um, I was so frustrated with it all, you know, the God, the God talk from both sides and, you know, really found myself in an unexpected place of, Oh wow. I didn't realize I still had this much work to do on myself. Right. And so, I felt the need to just check out because while having those conversations were was great and connecting with people, you know, not just the guests, but the, for lack of a better term, the listeners, the fans, whatever you want to call yeah. them, um, all that was great. But I just felt like I needed to kind of go away for a little while yeah. and and just do some some to borrow a term from Steve Austin, some self care. Ah, oh, fuck that guy. He's the worst. <laughs> I know. I Get his book on free diving coming out soon. <laughs> Buy my book. 
catching your breath.com. I don't know. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> anyway, I, I so just, glad we were I, I got tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> I just got tired of it and just, you know, felt like I needed to just go have a, a conversation with myself rather than 10,000 yeah. people, you know? Yeah. For sure. Um, can we, can we talk about your, your work you're doing now? Yeah. I want to talk about that. I want to, so you were not a humanist chaplain before. Can you talk about that, that transition, how that all went down and what you're doing now? Well, that's an, an interesting story. Um, I'll give you the, 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 the version that doesn't throw anybody under the bus. Oh, Uh, that's boring. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I know, but I try as part of my belief in humanity we'll try to respect it but <laughs> but um you know I, I basically lost my ordination and um that was a, a hurtful experience for yeah, me sure. um i mean in the interest of full transparency i did resign it um <laughs> but it was one of these things where if i didn't resign it i was just gonna probably have it taken from me yeah yeah and so I really wanted to be able to look back on down the road and say, I made the decision to let it go rather than it being made for me. Yeah, for sure. And, and so I found myself then uh, as a, a, a sheep without a shepherd, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> and so in in the middle of all that, sorting out what I believed, you know, I, I, I really, really, really wanted – Christianity, and and I even said this on the Holy Heretics, you know that people mattered more than belief. Yeah, I real I really wanted that to be a tenant of Christianity. Yeah, it should be. But <laughs> but the more I, I, the more I just kept you know sorting my way through things and deconstructing or deconverting or whatever term you want to use. I think I came to the place where I had to be honest with myself and say, you know what, that value of people matter more than belief is the most important thing to me. But I don't think that value lives in Christianity hmm. or or at least not the Christianity that I knew. Yeah. You know, yep. maybe maybe people have a Christianity that can honestly say people matter more than belief, but sure. that's not that's not my experience. And I began the search and, you know, actually found a home in humanism that explicitly says, yeah, we believe people matter more than belief. You won't ever, you won't ever catch a humanist, at least not an endorsed humanist chaplain or celebrant, um, trying to convert someone to humanism because also one of the tenets of humanism is we honor where people are, on their journey hmm. and you know people do matter more than belief we honor you right where you are uh you matter simply because you are here you are living and breathing and um we don't try and take your meaning away from you um you know we we're not a supernatural crowd but we respect you if you are hmm. so like how does that how does that affect your work as a chaplain because like our, you know, mine and Matt's, our grandfather died yesterday. 
Oh, um, I'm sorry. He was in. It's a, I appreciate that. He was in. He was uh, 94. It was. Uh, no, he was 92. 92 he was in yeah. a. He was in a hospice house the last couple of days. Yeah. And yeah. you know, my parents called in. There was a chaplain there. My parents called in their pastor. You know yeah. what they? What my dad was wanting as his dad was dying was the comfort of his pastor to give him these truths sure. of, sure. you know, you're going to go see your wife. You're going to go see like, and you know, I would like to think that stuff's true. I don't know. Um, right, right. I would but, like to think true too. But right, I don't you know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. what? What is that? I mean, do you find that people are more or less apt to ask for your services if they know you aren't religious? Well, it, re- it really doesn't matter what I am. Okay. Um, as a chaplain, again, I'm more of an administrative role these days. But as a chaplain, if you're a good one, it really doesn't matter what your faith is. Sure. Because there's a drastic difference between a preacher slash pastor and a chaplain. Okay. Um, Pastors have a duty um, to proclaim their faith. Yeah. Uh, Chaplains do not. Yeah. Um, Chaplains function uh, in a pluralistic setting, meaning that we respect the faith of all people, despite having maybe a faith claim of our own. And so one of the no-nos of chaplaincy is to proselytize. Sure. You know, and you don't do that. Um, mm-hmm. What chaplaincy is all about, and and I feel personally that humanism and chaplaincy, the, the heart of chaplaincy, really align because they're basically saying the same thing. The person matters more than the belief, and we respect the person no matter the belief, and we don't try to change the belief. What a chaplain does is come alongside a patient and a family and helps them, well, first investigates and discovers what they're religious about. Now, Mm. notice I didn't say what their religion is. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it— because some people are religious about things that have nothing to do with organized religion. Yeah. Um, you know, I met a guy once who was never went to church, but he was religious about building deer stands. (laughs) 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 Man, you really are from Georgia, aren't you? (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, if I were in Maine telling this story, it would probably be religious about building boats. Right. Right. But anyway, I mean, yeah, cultural context is everything. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, he could describe the passion he had for his woodworking process and you could tell it gave him great meaning and it gave him, you know, he did a, he did a lot of his own work, internal work, um, as he was building those deer stands. And so, yeah, he never darkened the door of a church and, you know, that didn't matter one bit to me. Um, a chaplain is there to help somebody, fi- well, not to help them find what they're religious about, but to discover what they're religious about and then help them to leverage whatever that is into a way to give them peace and meaning and hope, especially at the end of life. Yeah. Hmm. And so when I approach someone as a humanist, I'm under no obligation to a faith group to attempt to persuade someone uh, to a certain religious point of view. 
Um, I have no obligation to anyone to attempt to save someone's soul because I I don't think it needs saving um, in a supernatural sense. Um, The only obligation I have to a patient and to a family is to to come alongside them um, and to help them again discover what gives them meaning and to leverage that for peace and hope uh, in the the final season of life. Yeah, so... If you found you've done the chaplaincy thing as a you know as a Christian pastor and as a humanist, have you found that as a humanist it's easier? You know what's funny for me is I found that I've just come into alignment with who I've always been. Okay. Um, when I was an ordained Christian and working as a chaplain, I still practiced the same way hmm. um, because again, you know. I always had the view, even as a Christian, which was part of my aha moments along the path of deconstruction, <laughs> that, wait wait a minute, maybe my unbelief has gone back a long ways. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah sure. Because I never, ever, ever have asked anyone in eight years of working in hospice if they were saved. You know, yeah. I've, I've never asked anyone... Um, if they wanted to be born again, you know, now if their conversation with me, um, if, if, if they took it there, then I went there with them, but I never brought it up because I don't know, man, I just had enough, I guess, sense about me and and a conviction and respect really, I guess is the best term for somebody's process to know that asking them in the final season of life if they need to be born again right somehow it just cheapens the whole thing yeah you know you're you're really robbing them of a sense of dignity and respect yep yep by by asking them that and you know i i had a guy once who uh i walked into his house he lived in a dilapidated single wide trailer knee deep in the woods and uh he, he he really didn't want the chaplain, and especially down here in the South, um, you know, chaplains and preachers are synonymous terms. And yep. so they think they're saying no to just another preacher, but they and maybe most of the times they are because that's, in my experience, what most chaplains are. But that's another story. <laughs> but but uh, his name was Sonny and I, his wife encouraged him to let me come but she told me he's like a hardcore atheist and i'd only been a hospice chaplain for a little over a year at this point so i was still very much a jesus boy right yeah and uh i I walked and sat down with him and you know i didn't take a bible in and i sat down and he said so who are you you're the chaplain and i said yes i am my name is scott it's nice to meet you Uh uh-huh well what kind of chaplain don't bring a bible into the house and I said, well, Sonny, to be honest with you, I knew you don't read the Bible, so I figured why bring a book that you're just not going to care about? And he said, well, I like you. You can stay. <laughs> <laughs> and before Sonny died, he took me to this little spot he kind of had carved out in the woods, and you know, he said, I don't know if there is a God, but you know, when I go... When I come to this place in the woods, this is where I feel the most peace. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel settled within myself. And, 
You know, it's true a lot of times that when you meet people like him who have those kind of stories, um, there's usually a lot of hurt and pain behind it. You know, um, Sonny saw his dad get killed um, right in front of his eyes by a, um, a hit and run vehicle accident while he was... I think his dad was changing a tire. The family was on the way to church one Sunday. His dad got out to change a tire and a vehicle came by and sideswiped him and killed him. And he saw the whole thing. And, you know, um, so that damaged the view of God that he had been told was, you know, real. Um, How could a God do, how could a loving God do anything like that? You know, and, uh, you know, he recounted tales to me of, after his dad's death that the pastor would come over and they barely had enough to make ends meet, but that they would always make sure they served a fancy dinner for the pastor and they'd eat beans and rice the rest of the week. And, you know, he was just like, why would, why would a pastor take us up on that? You know, and, you know, he, he had a really damaged view and, you know, even then, even still being very much a Christian, I thought, you know, Sonny's got some legit gripes and (laughs) yeah, (laughs) <laughs> these are not things that I can answer. You know, he'll have to take it up with God if, you know, there is one. <laughs> and uh, and so, yeah, I, I've, I've enjoyed my work as a chaplain because I could tell you stories like that for three days straight. <laughs> I mean, So you've been around death quite a bit. Um, how do you feel about it? Uh, is it something that you fear as as a, as a chaplain, as a, as, as a humanist, um, as a human, uh, how, how, how are you with death? I don't know. Cause I've never been dying. Mm. Um, <laughs> so that's something I'll have to tell you about when I get there. We'll do and a I podcast I, then. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll do it. <laughs> you a need to give thing. us a heads up though. Yeah. Facebook. We'll do a Facebook, we'll <laughs> Facebook live. Or something. Sounds great. But, um, but no, I mean, that's that's my honest answer. I, yeah. I don't really know because I'm not, I haven't lived the dying experience yet. I only mm. know what I've lived and what I am living. Um, what I hope that it will be like is a peaceful time and not one of fear. Um, I hope that my lived experience will inform my own dying process enough to know that, you know, I, I kind of know what's coming. I, I, I hope it gives me some sort of predictability should I have, you know, a, a terminal experience instead of a sudden death. Yeah. Um, um, in terms of a religious perspective and, you know, will I, will I anticipate, you know, that, or will I worry that, Oh my God, I was wrong. I've wasted yeah. my whole life. I could have been serving Jesus. No, <laughs> I really don't see that happening just because, I've seen too much, you yeah. know, I've, I've, I've seen so much death. I, I counted, um, one year I went to 68 funerals. Wow. God. Wow. And, and so, you know, I'm very familiar with death and I, I don't really worry about it. You know, I, I just, you know, I hope my own dying experience involves me being at home um, surrounded by the people I love and that love me back and that it's a really peaceful season of reflection and hopefully of not a lot of pain, physical pain, you know, because that's, that can be a really tough part of it all. Mm. But, um, but no, I, I, I don't, I don't fear it. 
or at least I don't anticipate fearing it. And when I get there, it might be different. But yeah. but do you I see but that I a lot. It, do you see people fearful for for the end? No, I don't. You know, people are remarkably resilient, hmm. and um, you know, it's it's one of the, I think the only people that are scared of death of the ones who aren't dying. Yeah. <laughs> It, it seems like the people who are dying really aren't all that scared of it, um, unless there's a lot of trauma and maybe some, especially emotional trauma and abuse that they need to overcome and make peace with. Um, hmm. And I have seen those sorts of people, but thankfully they've been few and far between. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just a couple of years ago, I had a lady tell me that... Um, she had a a level seven demon in her. Wow, <laughs> shit, same. And I thought, well, at least it's not a level eight. I was gonna say, well, it could be worse. I'm sorry, <laughs> ma'am. I've only dealt with levels one through five, so we're fucked here. <laughs> but you know, as funny as that is, you know, one of the things that I I love Richard Rohr so much, and one of the things that he says is metaphor is the only language available to us. Yep, you know to talk about um, God or, to, or religion or anything, you know, all, all we've got is metaphor. And so I try to remember that when I'm with people. And so <laughs> when I hear somebody say, I've got a level seven demon in me, um, <laughs> after I make sure that they are in fact, you know, uh, mentally healthy, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I ask myself, what is that a metaphor for? Hmm. You know, what is what is she trying to say to me yeah. in the only language that she has available to her? Right. And generally, those sorts of remarks lead you to a place of them discussing shame and regret, you know. Yeah. Things that they're trying to make peace with um, before they do die. And... You know, sometimes it comes out pretty straightforward, and sometimes you've got people who've just got this wacky religious language that will just tell you it's a level level seven demon. <laughs> <laughs> but, but either way, they're trying to get at the same thing. And so, yeah. one one of the things I love about chaplaincy is it, you know, for me, churches, church, or at least my experience of church has always been very surface. You know. It just really skims the surface. It never gets to the deep meaning of things. And that's one of the things I've always loved about chaplaincy is you go way below the surface and you get to the, the, the guts of it all. You get to the heart of it all. And, you know, you have an opportunity to help people um, go deeper into their language to make peace with those things in their life. Hmm. Man. How, how do you prepare someone uh, for, for death? How, mm. Is that something you uh, can do? No, it's not. <laughs> okay. It's not. Um, <clears throat> people prepare themselves. They okay. just need us. They just need some company, okay. you know? Yeah. Um, and, you guys may have seen this with your grandfather who just passed away. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he, people don't ever need anybody to tell them they're dying. They know. Yep. Yeah. You know, I've encountered a lot of families who will say, 
oh, we don't want to, we don't want mama to know, or we don't want grandmama to know that she's on hospice. So, you know, you've got to take your badges off and you can't mention the word hospice. Hmm. And so we, we try to do that, you know, and honor the family's request. But guess what? When you go sit down and talk with grandma, she'll say, I know I'm dying. Yeah. It's yeah. just them. who it's, it's them. Who's got the problem with it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And you know, so they, how do I prepare somebody for death? You know, I don't. What what's what's happened is that they've actually prepared me for death. You know, mm-hmm. they've they've prepared me. They've they've taught me what to die. You know, looks like. Yeah. And so, again, they're, they're, I can't offer them anything but just simply to sort of be with someone who, who walks the path with them and help them maybe work through some things that need some closure yeah, and yeah, some, right. some, re- some reconciliation, you know, and even though I'm not a Christian, I, there is so much beautiful imagery in the Bible and what, what a right. better image than the 23rd Psalm, you know, um, and re- and really a lot in my training, that was what was referred to was, you know, the gentle shepherd never pushes; he just leads. You know, mm-hmm. he leads people. He doesn't never push. And so, I, I really hold on to that in my philosophy of chaplaincy. Is you know, I'm I'm never pushing anybody anywhere. Right. But I'll walk with them, and if they lead me somewhere, or if I see I need to help lead them somewhere, then we'll go there. But yeah. the uh, preparing for death, no man, I don't have that much power. <laughs> how do you how do you prepare someone for the death of a loved one because it sounds like that may be something that you do a little bit more of yeah um is that is that possible either it is there's nothing really cookie cutter about it though it all yeah. depends on what's what the baggage is and what the mm-hmm. nature of the relationship is yeah. and and how did they relate to the person who and you know again is there any baggage here there there any conflict um you know um even if there's not you know is there denial there um Mm. so you know one of the things if if y'all if you've ever read anything along the lines of death and dying then certainly you've heard of elizabeth kubler ross um she was the guru and the expert who developed the five stages of grief okay yeah um yeah Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, Kubler-Ross, though, a, a lot of people think that those stages were developed by her observations of the family members who were anticipating the death. But actually, those stages were developed as she observed the person who was dying. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, because while the family is going through those five stages, the patient is also going through the five stages. Yeah. And they're not in any particular order. (laughs) You can, you can experience them all at one time or three at one time, or you can, you know, kind of ping pong back and forth, but you know, it, it helps to know them and to be familiar with them. Not so you can label somebody, well, you're in denial or you're angry, but again, like, like healthy religion, it can give you, a framework to understand maybe where a person might be on the journey of grief. Yeah. And, you know, I, so I, I definitely utilize that as a resource to help me identify where, you know, 
grief-stricken individuals are, especially in anticipation of the death. And again, it's it's not a cookie cutter thing, you know. It just it just depends on the nature of the relationship and and what they're wrestling with in particular. Um, you know, it it can be especially tough sometimes when when people do have a mentality that you know it's not over until God says it's over. You know. Yeah. We're going to do everything we can do for our loved one. and But that's not always in the best interest of the person who's dying, yeah. you know, because it, there are things worse than dying. And, and it's living in pain, you know, mm-hmm. chronic pain that yeah. doesn't ever go away. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so uh, the hospital, you know, a chaplain as well as other hospice team members will always seek to help guide a person into a, a healthy understanding of reality, you know, not, not being pushy, um, not taking away their belief that God can heal, but maybe asking the question, if that's their belief, what does healing look like, hmm. you know, yeah. and, and sort of help honoring their belief, but then maybe respectfully reframing it, to help them approach it from a different perspective, to just ask some different questions, you know, and, and say, yes, yes, God, yes, we believe like you, God can heal. But, but again, what does that look like? How, how would that play out in, you know, this situation, you know, what if it doesn't go that way, you know, and it's a challenge. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Well, let's just, let's do one more question. We'll do a lightning round. Um, Lightning round. Yeah. So in your, in your experience, this isn't lightning round question, obviously. Um, you'll see in a minute in your, in your experience, is there, is there a difference between the religious or non-religious and how they prepare for death? Or is one more typically prepared than the other, or is it kind of a mixed bag or something like that? Um, it's a mixed bag, but I will tell you this, um, the non-religious people that I've met, and by non-religious, I mean the non-regular church attenders, the people who kind of never never did the church thing, you know. Um, in my opinion, they seem to be more peaceful. Uh, mm. I mean, mm, I shouldn't say they seem to be more peaceful as compared to Christians. It's just they seem to have both feet on the ground, and they don't have grandiose hopes, you know. Yeah. Uh, they seem to recognize this is where I am. But, I mean, to be fair, I've met plenty of people of faith who are very aware of their mortality, too. And yeah, they yeah. don't have an they don't have an expectation of supernatural healing at the end of life. Um, mm. You know, and really, when people are on their deathbed, uh, even Christians, they don't talk a lot about what's heaven going to be like, you know. They don't talk a lot about, I can't wait to see my deceased family members. They, in fact, rarely do they say those things. Hmm. Um, most of what is talked about is making sure that they leave this world uh, whole, you know, huh. that that they are at peace yeah. with people. And, I mean, I've, I've never really thought about That's a great question, you know, I... I've never really thought about it until I'm talking about it now, but yeah, most, most people are not, most people of faith Christians are not really anticipating the afterlife as much as they are making sure they've got peace with this one. 
Mm. Nice. Yeah. Dang, that was good. That's a good way to end. Yeah. Except for lightning round. Well, let's, let's ruin it with let's lightning ruin round. it with lightning round. <laughs> Scott, yes. you, have ti- you have time for a lightning this, round? You, oh, you better believe I do. <laughs> Sweet. Um, buckle up, because this first one's a doozy. <laughs> I've, n- I've never done this. So before. Wait, really, wait, wait, we could wait, probably wait, just ask this when it'd be it, done. It, it, wait, let me let me ask a question though, just for clarity sake. Yeah. Uh, is this like I just give like a one word answer yep. or I just, just you, say you, whatever I want? You can or? say you whatever, do whatever you want. You, want you to do, do whatever buddy. you want. There's no rules. Uh, lightning round is just stupid questions we want to ask you. Um, All right. So this first one we've never done before. Uh, you can totally pass if you want to, but I, th- I don't think you should. Oh, boy. Um, oh boy. <laughs> never done this question. We're breaking it out because I, I thought of the perfect one for you. Uh, have you ever heard of the game um, uh, Fuck, Mary Kill? Oh, <laughs> I think he's heard of it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I've heard here we go. It. Yeah. All right, here yeah. we go. You can pass. Yeah. You can totally pass. You can totally pass. All right. Oh Bar- man, right. What, Rob, honestly, what I'm thinking right now is who is going to listen to this? Who is oh, going to listen? To this? Well, do I want to play this game? I know at least one of them is going to listen to this. All right. So Bart Campolo, uh, John Scott. <laughs> And Steve Austin. <laughs> and for, for in case you're wondering, there is a right answer. If it's not kill Steve Austin, we're not recording this. We're not even <laughs> posting it. Kill Steve Austin. <laughs> Bart Bart is just so nice. So I'd probably have to marry Bart. All well, right. there we go. <laughs> Somebody called John. Poor and, John. And warning. You know, this this Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, it's uh, it's it's one of these things, man. John's John's way too busy with his new wife to even talk to me. So, <laughs> oh, you'll be hearing about this later. Don't worry. No, 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 no. It, it was a process. It was not a willful choice. It was a process of elimination. <laughs> it's not willful, John. I do love you, but in a non-gay way. <laughs> but not that there's anything wrong with it. Right. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> To borrow a line from Seinfeld, yeah, and I do actually believe that, you know, I, I, honestly. But anyway, yeah, we know. this is getting uncomfortable. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, favorite. What's your beverage of choice? Oh, my beverage of choice. I mean, my go-to is always going to be Coke Zero, just because it's no calories. But if we're talking adult beverages of choice. When I was in Maine a couple of weeks back, I had a fantastic double IPA. Um, yeah, it was called, I'll send you guys a pic of it. It was called um, Zealot, and it was brewed up there on the coast in Maine. Nice. It was fantastic. Huh. Locally, I've been, I do prefer a double IPA down here in Georgia, brewed in Atlanta. Um, it's a uh, by Orpheus Brewing Company, I believe. Hmm. Morpheus's brother. <laughs> yes, yes. He started a brewery. It's an odd name for His parents weren't really good with names. <laughs> Orpheus it's an odd name Morpheus. for a brewing company, but it's called a Transmitigation. Transmitigation Double IPA. Nice. Yeah. That's a good name. Good stuff. What is your favorite book? My favorite book? The Bible. Move oh. on. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, if I'm a good Christian, I'd say the Bible. But... <laughs> You're not. We've already established that. Move on. <laughs> uh, actually, it's called The Stages of Faith. Have you ever read it? No. No. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, and gosh, it's been a while since I've picked it up. It's a book that I had uh, in chaplaincy training about eight years ago. Um, I think it's from a Columbia Theological Seminary grad, uh, maybe a professor there. But really, really good book, really eye-opening, because it's it's not about how you grow in different stages of Christianity, but rather frames that, you know, how you evolve through different phases of faith in life. And, you know, hmm. sometimes those stages of faith may or may not involve the church, you know. Nice. Yeah. Last album you listened to start to finish. Oh, God. Travis Tripp. No, George Strait, Florida the Georgia Line, the Greatest Showman. Oh, Greatest Showman, Florida Georgia Line. <laughs> no, you actually, actually, I hate country music. Good I for you. Thank it. God we can actually release this Holy episode. Shit. Oh man, well, you're our new I, I favorite just, guest. <laughs> I despise country music. I mean, uh, you know, back in the '90s when I was a teenager, I kind of liked it a little bit. Yeah, but... I went through a brief phase too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I really am not a fan of country music. I had a I just, Clint Black I, album. I've been wearing camel hair ever since, just as oh, repentance. Wow. <laughs> I haven't stopped eating bugs since I had John yeah. Michael Montgomery. Yeah. <laughs> John Michael Montgomery, wow. <laughs> That's a deep <laughs> yeah. And Alan Jackson, don't even at me. <laughs> Brooks and Dunn, Billy Ray. I was Colin oh, Ray, man, goodness. way over Billy. Oh, yeah. Uh, love me, wasn't that the name of his song? Oh yeah, love me. <laughs> <laughs> a mad oh, yeah. girl. Gosh, well, Michael's know. ruined this interview. Thanks, Michael. Um, yeah. uh, what is your the, the the favorite movie you've seen in the last year? My most favorite movie I've seen in the last year. Oh, you know, I'm not. I don't watch a whole lot of movies. It doesn't have to be a new movie. It can be an old one you just picked up and watched it again. Let's see. My wife made me watch The Greatest Showman the other night, and people rant and rave about it, and I'm like, I just, I don't get it. Maybe well, it's great. you listened to the album, though. <laughs> I did listen to the album because I found the music inspiring, but, you know, it, it I know grown men, this movie drives them to tears, and I'm like, I just don't get it, you know, yeah. but um, let's see. You Best don't want to see I've Wolverine seen. dancing and singing? No, yeah, I, and I couldn't get that out of my head, too. I'm like, this is Hugh Jackman. What is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, greatest movie I've seen. Um, you know, I picked, I like finding old classics that I haven't watched, um, well, ever. And I watched Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, now this is a movie. This is good stuff. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite curse word? fuck yeah yeah I mean, come on pretty cathartic yeah 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 i mean i say it all the time you know well <laughs> i try not to let a lot of folks hear me you know but i do <laughs> um do you have a favorite tv show of all time yeah uh probably i'd have to say the office yeah oh. i'm rewatching it yeah right me now. too it's so good that's my like nighttime ritual. Like we put the kids to bed, chill out on the couch, watch like two or three episodes of The Office on Netflix, and you know, then go to sleep. But yeah, I'm doing um, the same thing. 
Yeah, that's that's what I do. Um, I'm also almost equally as fond of Seinfeld. Um, I was a big Lost fan oh, when yeah. it was in its heyday. Um, I have also well, I also enjoy on Netflix comedians and cars getting coffee. Yeah, it's I, good. I just started watching. Yeah, that. me too. I need yeah. to. I've heard oh, it's good. It is good. Yeah, I did a rewatch of Seinfeld last year. Yeah, well, on um, the comedians and cars getting coffee. Highly recommend the episode with Zach Galifianakis. Yep, yeah, I just watched that yep. one. It's great. Yeah, and um, oh god, what was the other great one? Um, the one with Jim Carrey is good. Yeah, oh, I haven't seen that one. Because Jim Jim Carrey gets all mystical and shit. With yeah, Jerry. he's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I love him. Jerry doesn't know what to do with him. Yeah, Jim, Jim's an interesting <laughs> individual. His documentary about uh, Man on the Moon. Oh man! Oh, that was great. Yeah, that was really uh, good. It was and, well, something about Andy. I don't remember what the title of it. Jim and Andy. Was, yeah, Jim and Andy. Such a good yeah. documentary. The last like ten minutes of that is just gold. Yeah, Freaking but gold. the Seinfeld episode of with Zach Galifianakis and the comedians in cars getting coffee, um, it dovetails in the end to an episode of Between Two Ferns. Yep, yep. Zach, it's really Zach good. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Good awesome. stuff. How do you like your coffee? Uh, a venti dark with a light splash of non-fat milk. Well, look Ooh. at you, fancy pants. Fancy, fancy, fancy pants. <laughs> Gotta watch those carbs. Yeah, they have coffee <laughs> coffee in Middle Georgia. <laughs> yeah, man, I got a Starbucks. Uh, I, we've actually got two Starbucks in our town, so suck Ooh. it. <laughs> you got a big ass town there. Yeah, you do. Fancy and pants. And we've got a local local coffee shop too. You know? Yeah, go so, to that one. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually really cool. Sometimes I don't feel hip enough to go there. You know, it's called a it's called Blackbird Coffee. You got to put your skinny jeans on, or you're not allowed in. Yeah, you know, I've never seen a man wearing skinny jeans. Oh. They don't have those in Georgia. No, you got to think about that one, Sunshine. You can let me know if you get there. Oh wow! <laughs> Michael's wearing a pair right now, actually. Uh, oh never, man! Never seen a man wear them. Never seen a man wear them. Wow. <laughs> All right. Um, where can people find you online? Or can they? They, they can't. They can't. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I have nothing to sell, nothing to pitch. Um, the Holy Heretics podcast catalog is still live, uh, but I make no money off of it, and I'm yeah, pretty sure John doesn't guy. either. Yeah. Yeah. It's only one heretic now, and it's like, what's the point? Uh, yeah i had somebody ask me i had somebody ask me the other day they were like why did you stop i mean because our hat maker episode with you with jen hat maker oh yeah i mean that's what like that was your biggie that was our biggie that's what shot us up to number 13 you know and somebody asked me the other day like why did you quit i mean Weren't you making money? And I just oh, laughed yeah. out loud. Boy, if you, yeah. you've making never been money. on a podcast, have you? Yeah. If you're asking that question. If you're in podcasting for the money. Yes. Well, well you must be Mark Marin. Yes. That's about, yeah. <laughs> you're on the Liturgist Podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, we just hired yeah. two more I've, people. Uh. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? When when uh, we met face-to-face with Science Mike down in Tallahassee right mm-hmm. before he moved and recorded with him. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he told us that shit. He was like, we just actually hired two people to work the Liturgist podcast. And I was like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, somebody, another podcast asked us uh, how we did our editing if we had an intern do it. They're like, that's hilarious. (laughs) First of all, what's editing? Secondly, what's an intern? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, we... 
we had people who were interested in getting into podcasting. You know, they would ask ask us, um, so how do you guys script your episodes? And I'm like, <laughs> script. What's that? What is that? That sounds like but effort. We drink three we drink three shots of moonshine and see what happens. Yeah, hit record. Yeah, we call Scott. <laughs> yeah, I'm like legit. All we do is say, "Hey, we're going to talk to this person. Maybe this would be a good question," and just cut the mics on and go. Yep. I mean, that's what we do, and and I I'm sure that's what you guys do too, because it all just it flows too well for it to be scripted, you know? Yeah, yeah for yep. sure, absolutely. Awesome, Scott. Thanks for coming on the podcast, man. Well, thanks for having me. Maybe next great. time I come on, I'll have something to sell. Yeah, <laughs> sell a little bit of your soul. <laughs> Five bucks a pop. No, he, he doesn't have that anymore. He's not a Christian anymore. So <laughs> his soul is gone. Yeah, he got rid of his soul. <laughs> no soul, no soul. I'm thanks, sorry. man. It was good to talk to yeah, you. Yeah, this was great, man. Yeah. yeah, it was great to talk to you guys, too. I really appreciate it. Now that we you can tell us what you think The five stars get red But one star is dead To us To us <laughs> Thank you, Michael Feedback, bitches Butches <laughs> Feedback, butches <laughs> and we back and we back feel a little less hungover now good yeah i'm, I'm doing all right so we're up after that conversation yes yeah <laughs> me too yeah i, I feel like a, i can drive now I'm i drink sure another that beer was... and i'm finally buzzed so. that's great yeah, yeah. the matt polly story story <laughs> finally buzzed <laughs> finally buzzed <laughs> took a while but we got there <laughs> Uh, what are we doing? Who? You got a any five stars? No, not a one. God damn it, guys! <laughs> we we got one. Like get there's your, a, there's another one. Shit together. We're up to two seventy, but uh, we got another one star apparently somewhere. Oh, well. Fuck you! We're up to like twelve one stars. <laughs> what are we four point four now or four point five? No, we're okay. We're I five don't and, give a shit. I don't either. What, none of this is real. <laughs> it's all a fucking illusion. What are we doing? I was bullshit. Yeah, it is. None of this is reality. What I couldn't a give a shit. Lie. What our rating is? I don't give a shit about our download. I don't care. It's none of this is real. Um, hey, 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 one star guy. Suck so it. Um. Yeah, write a review. Come on, guys, write some words. Or Brad not. doesn't care. Or but, not? Who yeah, gives no, a damn? I give a damn. Write write a goddamn review. If you're listening to this podcast, the least you can fucking do after two hours of excellent content is write oh, a goddamn that, review. That we just call it content. If you're listening to this and haven't done a review, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> hours, hours of hard. To talk about content. Long, uncut, juicy, uncontent. Jesus Christ. Ribbed. What we do? Can we go home, please? Ribbed content. Please, can we go home? All right. All right. Everyone. Eight, eight, eight. Fuck yeah. Saving the world from the motherfucking alien. I like we just mash ourselves. Yeah. God. <laughs> what are we doing? Okay, what's next? Brad, you, Twitter. What do oh, you yeah. got? Okay, so top 10. Take us to the Twitter. Uh, Christopher Maloney at Baloney Maloney. Never heard of him. Uh, her? her? Uh, at Randy Wed- Wedwine. 
Wed wine. Strawberry wed wine. Strawberry wine. Seventeen. All right. Uh, Andy Redwine. I still can't say it. You Rick killed, James. You killed it on Bastard Podcast. I'm Rick James, bitch. So, so good. Number nine, Ryan R- Nelson at Ryan Reynolds. Is it a jackal? Is it a jackal? Jackal. Jackal. Is it a jackal? It's a jackal. It's a jackal. It's a jackal. At Pastors Podcast, I know the foofy from last week was really good, but this week's with Andy Redwine was spectacular and is by far one of my all-time favorites. Hashtag Ninja Stampede. Oh, thanks. Number eight, Lynn at Swashbuckling. Episode 127 is the second one in a row. I didn't realize I needed both 126 and 127. Have me thinking how I can transform my frustration into something... Useful instead of piling it on others. Brad stroked out even there. unconsciously. It's been a real hashtag ninja stampede, guys. Uh, at Pastors Podcast. Good news. This is back. I'm very excited right now. Right. Well, Found sure the everybody was missing it. Number everybody seven. Missed the button. Steve Austin at I am Steve Austin. I am Steve Austin. Uh, Not my book. Holy hashtag ninja stampede, Batman. Uh, this episode uh, of Pastors Podcast is some hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> this this episode this episode of At Pastors Podcast is some hashtag Wang Dang Sweet Poon Dang. God, I love hashtag Sandy White Wine. Number number six. Susan Frazier at Frazier underscore RN. Frazier didn't touch her. That's nope. great. At sure this podcast. Fun fact, we honeymooned in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. <laughs> I know, lame. But we've been married 20 years in December, so we are due for a good time at the hashtag Ninja Stampede. Also, Andy Redwine is a national treasure. Yep. Hashtag Redwines Redvines. Hashtag Ninja Liaison. <laughs> oh, that's a throwback. Yeah. Wow. I still like Ninja Liaison. I'm not sure if we chose the right one last yeah. week. Uh, number five Ninja Stampede is pretty phenomenal Steve Austin at I am Steve Austin at Pastors Podcast good lord this news feed segment I just wish I I (laughs) (laughs) fucking thing sucks (laughs) by my butt Uh, I just wish I had a live stream of Ron Becker's reactions the whole time love (laughs) you know I listen I, I, I texted Andy this week I listened to the episode and I laughed so hard because Throughout the episode, Ron is silent. You can just hear him in the background <laughs> just chuckling periodically. He was great. Oh, man. God. It was so great. Uh, number four, Andy Redwine at Andy Redwine. I don't know if we've ever actually quoted in the top 10 our, our guest. I don't know. I think hashtag Ninja Stampede has legs, <laughs> Pastors Podcast. We could be rich, rich, I say. <laughs> hashtag Love You Long Tim. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Number three, Alapaki at Pekia Koi. Hey, he's back. Hey, look who's back. Calculon's back. back Episode back 127 at Andy Redwine. If everybody. Okay, Michael, it's like nine. God, it's, it's like almost 10 o'clock. It's, it's like 9.30. It's, it's fucking midnight. God. If everybody had a therapist and a nap on Sunday afternoon, I think we would yeah. have peace. World yeah. peace. No shit. If she added hashtag clackety clackety clackety, <laughs> I might be up for a Nobel Peace Prize. Hashtag ninja stampede. <laughs> well, well done. Number two, Paul Fodder. Never heard of her. Didn't touch at her. Paul Fodder, whatever. 
Uh, Hi, Paul. At Pastors Podcast, I'm laying in bed with strawberry wine stuck in my head. Man, I hate you guys sometimes. <laughs> You're welcome. Hashtag Ninja <laughs> Strawberry wine, 17. Is that the Bob Dylan version? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Uh, number Strawberry one. Wine. Number one. Seventeen. What? What'd number you say? One. Number one. <laughs> oh, not wrong one. <laughs> there we go. Laurel. <laughs> I love that you still do Laurel. It's so over, and I love it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Chloe. Mc- Space Force. <laughs> Chloe McLaughlin <laughs> at Chloe with webbed feet. Really? No. No. Damn it. God it's an Austin Powers reference. Are you Stra- saying she's a French prostitute? <laughs> strawberry, strawberry. I'm very excited right now. Strawberry wine just came on in the coffee shop. I'm sitting in and cold brew came out of my nose. <laughs> Hashtag Ninja Stampede. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Love it. That's great. Oh, we forgot the hashtag theme, so here we go. Did we? Well, we haven't oh, got the hashtag Wow. So apparently the uh, buzz hasn't worn off of Michael. <laughs> like, I feel like we were forgetting something. My God. Uh, okay. Hashtag Michael's scissorp. Scissorp. <laughs> What is he, Wiz Khalifa? (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag, did Cat Stevens write that? (laughs) Hashtag, Pastor's Gooch. (laughs) It's a gooey. It's a collective gooch. It's a gooey, gooey, gooch, gooch. (laughs) Hashtag, same. What? I don't know. It was a reference I made earlier. I'm sure it had something to do with the dick. Uh... (laughs) Hashtag trying to get my dick wet. <laughs> yep. Nope. Hashtag smells like Lafayette. <laughs> See, that's only funny yeah, for people yeah. who don't uh, care. I don't care. I love it. I know. I couldn't give a shit about anybody else. Hashtag doomsdong. <laughs> that's, that might be the winner. Hashtag was she on it. I have no idea what that is. Oh, was she on it? The couch. The dead lady on the couch. <laughs> what? Oh, she said he got a couch from a dead lady. Oh, that's right. Right. Was she on it? <laughs> we, just, <laughs> we just pushed her off. <laughs> Shit. It's okay. We got some leather cleaner. It's fine. Hashtag old Lessie fix. What? what? <laughs> the Lester fixes. Oh, Lessie fix. <laughs> Hashtag Foctailed. Foctailed. Woo. Hashtag the old clean and jerk. <laughs> Hashtag downward facing asshole. <laughs> Hashtag rectum actually killed him. Yep. Uh. Hashtag wish we'd all been rectumed. <laughs> I wish we'd hashtag, all been wrecked up. Hashtag same for my first hand job. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was it from? 
I what said it, but I, I remember saying it. I don't remember what it was in reference to. I'll have to listen to it back I lo- there. I love we hashtag our own statements. <laughs> I don't know if anybody even caught it. I no. didn't. Somebody Has- was like, I remember that. Hashtag concho man. Concho, <laughs> concho man. Hashtag rooting a horse. <laughs> wow. Okay. That might be the winner. <laughs> rooting a horse. <laughs> they actually use the word rooting. Hashtag that sh- that's how you get a centaur. <laughs> Hashtag the fourth stable. <laughs> wow. Hashtag p- potato cheese. Potato. <laughs> man, I want some potato cheese right now, man. I'm about to. To make a potential hashtag, in my pants. hashtag homophonic. <laughs> How many do you have? I'm almost done. Hashtag kill Steve Austin. <laughs> hashtag catch my thoughts. No idea what that's in reference. Hashtag finally buzzed the Matt Polly story. <laughs> he done. And then hashtag we just call it content. <laughs> Uh, hashtag I feel it deep in my loins <laughs> Kinky Hashtag nutty goodness Ew What yep. was that? Oh, I said something uh, about the, the hazelnut. hazelnut Jesus Hashtag Cat Stevens wrote wang dang sweet boontang <laughs> Hashtag doomsdong hashtag, <laughs> hashtag Travis Pinkston sweaty hammered Hashtag he was called gladiator Michael <laughs> Hashtag concho man Hashtag Australian man that banged a horse <laughs> I'm going to do hashtag getting winked at me. <laughs> hashtag horse rape culture. <laughs> no. Yep, no. Yep, no. No. I am there vetoing that shit. I will yep. walk off this fucking podcast. Let's forever. just make it Brad's horse rape culture. <laughs> That's great. Hashtag, yep. Hashtag, you're a great person. <laughs> hashtag crouched in the corner. Hashtag can I get that in potato? <laughs> Hashtag my liver's had more exercise. <laughs> hashtag, uh, hashtag, hashtag ten pounds of ten pounds of butter fat in your ball sack. <laughs> hashtag can't believe it's not butter. Hashtag we talked to Voldemort. <laughs> hashtag the middleest of Georgia and hashtag Chloe is a French prostitute. Oh man. <laughs> Michael, what do you have? Uh, hashtag she was on it. Hashtag. <laughs> Get uh, down on it. Ow, <laughs> hashtag tastes like cream corn. <laughs> hashtag if you can get past the smell. <laughs> hashtag dooms dong. <laughs> if you can get past the smell. I feel like dooms dong is like yeah. a, a po- apocalyptic film about a giant dong I from feel the like, sky. I feel like, yeah, it's, it's going to be like after, air after Sharknado yep. 4. Dooms, Dooms dong. It's just an apolo- apocalyptic dick hammer. It's Cisco. <laughs> it's, it's pumps in the bump. I was going to say, it's just the pumps in the bump video on repeat for two it's, hours. It's uh, <laughs> Dooms dong starring Cisco. The guy who wrote the thong song, but it's a dong, da dong, dong, dong. All right. Um, Three shots of moonshine and some maple syrup. (laughs) Hashtag downward hanging brain. (laughs) 
<laughs> Hashtag rectum actually killed him. Hashtag I wish we'd all been rectumed. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag concho man. Hashtag horse rape sculpture. No, no, <laughs> fucking no. Horse God damn rape it. Culture. Fuck off. Hashtag unusually skittish. And hashtag kill Steve Austin. Man, I really feel like we should kill Steve Austin. I don't know. I like Doom's Dog. Doom's Dog. Actually, is... I think a dark horse that smells like Lafayette. <laughs> if you can get past the smell, it is or... the nastiest smelling town in the Union. Or it is just <laughs> terrible. My God. What? Man. How, how do we feel like Concho Man? Man, I, Concho I, Man is pretty good. I think Doom's Dong's the one to be. Yeah, let's do Doom's Dong. You had a couple of them that are really freaking good, though. Uh, what was ones? the horse? What was the horse one? Uh, you had a couple good ones. It winked at me. Rooting a horse. <laughs> that's, that's the one. Rooting a horse. And that's how you get a centaur. <laughs> Rooting a horse. We'll regret not choosing Do- Doom's Dong. No, I don't think we will. If we've got Rooting a horse on the table. I'm up for whatever, man. I, I prefer could... Doom's Dong. All right, let's do Doom's oh, Dong. Really? You know, this is like one of the saddest segments we have because there's so many that I know. The Eric cutting Concho Man is great. Potato cheese is good, too. <laughs> I still like Steve. Horse rape culture. No, we're not doing horse rape culture. God damn it. <laughs> All right. So if, Jesus Christ. If can we go home, please? If you've listened to this episode in its entirety, hit us up on social I media. I have to work tomorrow. So do I. Hashtag Doomstong. <laughs> See, it's pretty good. Welcome to Earth. Will Smith punches somebody right in the dong. Uh, we're on Twitter. I can't believe we're gonna pass up rooting a horse. We're, I think Doomsdong is 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 a clear favorite. Uh, we're at Pastors Podcast on Twitter. Uh, at Polly and Matt, sort of. At Polly and Brad. I'm not on there. Don't worry about it. At MJ. <laughs> Back to like fuck Twitter. Hell as old as I, I tell like, Trump is out of office. I'm out. I'm off Twitter. I check once so. a week, like once a week for mentions and stuff, and that's it. Until it's back to people actually making jokes and stuff. I'm yeah. done. So we're at Facebook.com/slash Pastors Podcast. We're on Instagram at Inglorious Pastors. Uh, closing time. Subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Check out our website. And seriously, have you listened this much? Give us a goddamn five star. Seriously, I know. Uh, check out our website, ingloriouspastors.com. Support for this podcast comes from listeners like you. Support us on Patreon to to hear Matt talk about uh, the Cosmic Christ. Yep. Yeah. He's got a new new series called yep. uh, Matter. Matter and Spirit, the pastorization of the Cosmic Christ. Yeah, get into it. It's me next week, and then Casey will be the next two following that. Yeah. Her? Her? <laughs> All right. Uh, spinoff. Uh, podcasts also include Pastors Community Church, Hymns of Reconstruction, Turd Talk, Pub Crawl, Special Music, The Airing of Dick Pounder's Grief. Just kidding. I uh, haven't edited that out yet. Damn it. Uh, buy us around. God, and help I hate shape that we can't do that. That's uh, the best the idea show. we've had in about two years. Oh, man. Dick Pounder. It's also one of the most terrible, one of the most like horrifying. No, it's still the best idea we've had in two years. You're listening to episode one, season one yep. of the air of Dick Powder's grief. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, that's it. 
Um, are you already unplugging? Yes, God I want to go it. home. Jesus, I have to work tomorrow. <laughs> he's, he's literally unplugging the board as we're Get recording. Get me out of here. Go to patreon.com slash pastors podcast. Check out Twisted Sisters. God damn it, the wrong button. Um, check out Twisted Sisters on their Apple podcast feed. Hi, Becky. Hi, Billy Patterson. Oh, man, we almost we almost forgot Billy. God. God damn it. Yeah, boy, that There you go, Billy. Well, he ha- they have already messaged me to make sure I get him and Dan mentioned. Who? Dan Summers, never heard of her. Yeah. Gotta get their mentions in. Gotta slide it in. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm very excited right now. Whoa! Yeah, we're... <laughs> We're the soundboard offenders, though, me and you, Matt. Right, hey, yeah. Just it's the end. Definitely my problem. <laughs> Stop it. God. <laughs> yep. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> nope. Are we done recording? No, we're still recording. Get me out of here, out of here, out of here, out of here. You all the devil of the devil. You all the devil of the devil. You all the devil of the devil. You all the devil of the devil.